Welcome to the 340th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today, we are recording on June 12th, 2023. My name is Brad Galloway. I'm the editor of GameCritics.com, and I'm also 50% of this here show. With me is the man who's doing it after hours, Carlos Rodella. Oh, late night podcast. Yeah, man. We don't usually record this late. It's an evening podcast, and it's also the podcast of pain. That's true. We are both old and creaky, both feeling it, and you're about to drop some pillow knowledge on me. Oh, yeah. So here's the deal. I have a, a back issue right now. It's pulled muscle. Pretty awesome. Uh, and you were saying that you had a neck issue. Oh, my neck is killing right now, dude. Yeah. And as you get older, everybody, you just like hurt yourself while you're sleeping or while you're walking. Your body just quits on you, man. It's like it totally betrays you. It doesn't want to do it anymore. And I get it. Okay. I get it, buddy. I don't. I, d- I mean, I will because there's a lot of stuff to still do. I mean, it's either that or get in a hole. I'm not ready to get in a hole, brother. I don't want to get in a hole. The body doesn't care, though. It's like, listen, we're dropping down. And we're falling down. So here's the deal. If you have an issue with your neck and just want good good sleep to get good sleep, um, I was going to tell Brad this off the podcast. I thought I'd tell him on the podcast so everybody else hears. It's called Ghost Pillow. And they're not a sponsor. I would happily welcome that. We are available for to be sponsored by Ghost Pillow. Yes. Um, I've had it for three years, I was telling you, off the show. Yeah. And uh, it's just perfect. It's like a memory foam, but doesn't feel memory foam-ish. As in the fact that it just feels like a soft pillow, but it does morph. Um, and then it has that coolness to it. So it's like it has a cool like feel to it, but it doesn't have like a cool like gel pack in it or anything like that. You know, <laughs> Right. It's not an icy pillow. No, but they make some and I've tried them all where it feels like there's a, a layer or something or something is inside of it. And no, no, it's just the pillow itself. I don't know what they do. It's magic. It's ghosts. Um, it's spirits. They have the spirits of the dead inside that pillow. That's what that's keeps it cool it. and squishy. And I think it works, there you, you know, go. so I'll sleep with ghosts if they make my neck feel good. Um, so go get one immediately right after this podcast, go to their website yeah. and I'm actually going to buy, they have like, um, they just release like sheets and stuff too. Ghost so, sheets. Yeah. I just feel like they would be really comfortable as well. All right. Well, I'll check it out. I've never heard of it before, but I will check it out. And I'm sure that all of our listeners who have aches and pains and soreness yes. will also check it out And ghost pillow. If you're listening, we are absolutely available to be sponsored. We are ready and waiting. Well, I might just like at reply them at this point. Coming, I, <laughs> I mean, you might as well, dude. Hey, we did a free promo. How about you get a few bucks? Or I'd even well, take a free pillow at this point. Yeah, here. I don't want bucks. I just want more pillows. They're damn <laughs> good pillows. Of pillows. Yeah. <laughs> or like we should get a code. Like if you're listening, give us a code and we'll give it out for discounts or whatever. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Ghosty, ghosty pillow discount. Sure. I believe in the product. All right. There we go. All right, folks, now that we are all on the same page about good sleep and about aging gracefully, let's kick things off with some housekeeping. (laughs) Folks, Carlos and I share a virtual living space divided down the middle with a strip of duct tape. His side, my side, everything's a mess, but we're going to tidy up right here, right now. That's right. It's housekeeping. Uh, Carlos, what you got on your side of the room this week, my friend? Uh, I think the house right now looks like the Storage Wars or like Pawn Stars. Oh, man, like one of those Hoarders shows. Yeah, it just seems like... Like there's a lot of stuff in here. We can't really even move. Um, most of it's because we just had a faux E3. I know, right? It was pretty intense. Is it still going on? The, like Capcom is tonight or something, right? Oh, there is one tonight. Yeah, I just yeah. Ubisoft was this morning, which I will talk about briefly. Yeah. Um, but yes, it's been back-to-back showcases, back-to-back game releases. Um, 
I think someone said recently that it's like 325 games were announced or something. Oh, dude, yes. Before you launch into this, let me just give yeah. a quick disclaimer to the audience here. Um, I've had a really busy week with like real life stuff. And I know that all this like faux E3 was happening, but like I just haven't really had time. Um, so I know that probably a lot of people are wondering, oh, you know, what did Brad pick? What did Carlos pick? What's your take on XYZ? Just full disclosure, folks, I hate to disappoint you, but I just did not have time to really look or do anything much of game related stuff during the week. I mean, this this podcast is probably the most gaming I've done all week. And um, and also, just as a side note as well, like you said, 325, I believe it because uh, I got all those emails um, and probably even more than that, probably more like three times more than that from other stuff. Mm. And it just sucks because I, I believe that every one of these games deserves a minute of my time. I would love to see them all and, and watch the trailers and read the the blurbs from the dev team. And I'm sure they're all working hard. But like when everybody releases their game at exactly the same time and my inbox goes from like 15 to like a thousand, I don't have time to read all those. There's just literally no time. So I'm hoping that PR people realize this and they will circle back in the coming weeks because... Everybody coming at once is just, it's a no-go, man. Yeah, I mean, that's like just classic E3 back in the yeah, day. So, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, in general, we'll talk about a little bit more of those um, games that came out of them next week. Uh, Hopefully give you, so, yeah. Give you some time to check out some trailers. But I will tell a few uh, ideas that I had of Please the show. Please do. Please do. Uh, first off, I'll just get this out of the way because Ubisoft was this morning. And man, they had a shit show. Um Basically, in the technical aspect, because it was streaming. Oh, what happened? I didn't hear about it. There was like four main trailers that had no audio. Oh, my God. Somebody got fired. I know that's what the, all the chat was saying. Um, in chat, it was saying Ubi shit, like just with pieces of shit. Wow. Um, and then at some point, the Star Wars one, which I wanted to talk about, which also got announced in m multiple shows, but the Xbox showcase, the Star Wars Outlaw game looks like a female version of Han Solo. Okay. Like, you know, um, and third person... Looks fun. Like, I would play the shit out of it. Sounds good. We've been asking for something like that for a real long time. Right. And no Dark Souls. It looked just like stealth and action stuff. Oh, God. Stuff. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But the problem is, even that one had no audio for a while. The audio kicked in, but it was just the music and sound effects. Oh, uh, And so you couldn't even hear what she was saying. And so it's like, wow. They, they just really messed up technically. God, what happened? I mean, I'm sure they must have tested it a lot beforehand. It's hard to imagine that they wouldn't, but boy. Well, those gremlins, dude. That's not the thing, because uh, I do live streaming, you know, part of my job. It's like you're following along on a live stream feed. Like, I always check my feed, you know, for our shows. So, like, I don't know how they could have missed it, because everybody in chat was like, where's the audio? And as soon as you see one of those that happen, you go adjust it. So, Oh, man, that's, cr that's, that's crazy. too bad. That's too bad. Uh, either way, like, you know, there wasn't a lot shown out. They showed out that Prince of Persia, which also was announced other places. Uh, I don't know. You, you don't know anything I'm about to say. I just I, realized. I saw a little. I saw a little nugget of Prince of Persia on Twitter. What I saw was a bunch of people being idiots. Uh, because I like Prince. Do you like Prince of Persia? Yeah, the, the old school one, but a long time ago. I'm not sure if I'm into it now. But I mean, I I was a big fan of the revamp when they. I don't know what year it was, but like you know, we know the old school Jordan Meshner Prince of Persia looked really cool, but it played like shit. It was hard as fucking balls. Like that was not a good time. Um, but it was interesting. Then they remade it with, um, I, I don't even know what year it was, 2009 or something. I could be totally wrong on that. The remake trilogy, uh, man, that was a great fucking trilogy. I love those games. They were really fun. They did another one after the trilogy that was kind of a different one. I was in love with that one, but it was still okay. Um, but I have a great amount of affection for the Prince of Persia series. And we just have to admit that at this point in time, there's probably a lot of people watching these shows 
who have never played even the most recent Prince of Persia game. A lot of, you know, I saw on Twitter people like, oh, what's this garbage? Oh, this 2D platforming, oh, whatever. And I'm like, shut your mouth. You don't even know what you're talking about. Like, you're already hating something and you have no knowledge of it. Uh, you, I mean, not to like shake my fist to the clouds and call people youngins or something, but it's like, man, like just chill for a fucking second, dude. Like they can't make the same game a million times. They're doing something different with it. They're bringing back a, a property that a lot of people genuinely love. Chill the fuck out. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm not going to disagree. It's not like in general, Carlos doesn't play 2d games as much right now. That's the main reason. Oh, um, sure. But I think what I saw at the Ubisoft, um, conference when the audio was on, is uh, they has a lot more combat in this one. Oh, yeah. It looked like really combo heavy, kind of a 2D DMC in a little bit of ways. Yeah. It's like flying and, you know, combos and flying back and forth and special moves and stuff. It looked very, very kinetic and very cool. I mean, I, I'm absolutely going to give it a shot for sure. Yeah. I like after I saw the combat stuff because it was just platforming. I don't need to do that right now. Um, but yeah, the combat looked good enough. Quickly, uh, they also showed the division, a new division game, but had no audio. Um, interesting. And then lastly, yeah, back to that Star Wars Outlaw. It looked really good. And it reminded me, there's a bike in that game, you know, in the Star Wars Outlaw game. And she's driving around on it. And I forgot that. Is it like a little speeder bike or something? Yeah, like a speeder bike. Okay. And I forgot. I don't know. Did you beat Survivor? Jedi, no, I haven't started yet. I finished. Oh, you haven't uh, even started it. Yeah. What was the one before that? It was. Uh, Fallen Order. I finished Fallen Order in preparation for Survivor. And okay. then I needed to take a little Star Wars breather, but I do have Survivor. I have it, but I haven't started yet. Well, minor spoiler. Do you do you mind if I do a no, minor I don't spoiler? Care. Go ahead. It? I mean, I guess if anybody minds, jump ahead two minutes. But oh my, one I'm, minute. It, one minute. I'm okay. Go at ahead. At the very end of Survivor, you get to be on a bike. Oh, that's fun. Um, and it really makes sense in the story. But like, they don't give it to you the whole game. It's just it's for that moment, you know. Right. But so it felt like that, you know, watching uh, Star Wars Outlaw. So anyway, that's, cool. All right. that's right longer on. than I thought I'd spend on them. Um, but a lot of people, I mean, they eat shit like they eat shit. That was that's disappointing to hear. Summer of Game Fest or Summer Game Fest. Uh, obviously, a million games. I won't go through all of them. Only a couple things. Uh, I do want to say that. Oh, Sonic. Old school Sonic game. That's kind of fun. Oh, uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. Alan Wake 2. I'm always been excited for. So they finally got to show that a lot of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, we're both on board, right? Like, come on. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely play it. I mean, I was I was not the biggest Alan Wake fan, but I finished it. I finished all the DLC. I mean, I liked it. I didn't go gaga, but I liked it. Yeah. And, you know, I should have just done a summary um, before Alan Wake is that, in general, Summer Game Fest. Uh, so, in general, Ubisoft shit show. In general, Summer Game Fest, eh, like, pretty good. Like really? fun, okay. Yeah, like, okay. lots of lots of fun stuff. But I, I feel like that's kind of the overarching, like, feel i got from everything mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. this whole year and actually with another asterisk um a buddy of mine danny o'dwyer on twitter which you know uh from no clip he yes. tweeted out something like uh e3 or i want the old e3 back or something and i go new e3 feels like my apartment what what do you mean because the new e3 is just me in my apartment Oh, gotcha. Okay. Right. So that's not even an E3, in my opinion. Did and he say why he wants the old E3 back? Like he wants to be in the middle of a crowd or something? Or what was his point? I don't know. He didn't. That's he just did a statement like clarify. that, okay. and then I just got to add my thing. But the point is, I, yeah, I do. I mean, I do want in a person thing. I do want also like messed up weird moments on stage and all that stuff that we talked about already. And I heard like, about Nicolas Cage. Did you see that happen? I didn't yes, see it, but I heard about it. That was uh, coming up. That's going to be on the Xbox showcase. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, Sorry. I didn't mean to jump. Anyways, again. no, no, no. The summary was that, yeah, I kind of like was all, yeah, these, these are trailers. There's a bunch of new games coming out. Um, 
none of it again right now that we can play, but things to look forward to. Um, okay, lastly, on the Summer Game Fest, we'll go through it later, you know, more game by game. But the Lies of P demo just dropped, which was fun. Yeah, we'll be talking about that in a moment. In a minute. Um, yes, Your Grace, another game of that, which we Ooh, both liked. That's exciting. Yes, Your Grace was amazing. I know. Uh, Remnant 2, obviously, we are both are into. And you're right. Dead, Nick, Nick Cage did come out of that show. Sorry. Um, for Dead by Daylight as a character. That's crazy. Who saw that coming? That's weird. I heard it was good, though. I heard people loved it. Like, he came out and he was uh, on point doing his Nick Cage stuff, and people just ate it up But what I heard. Yeah, he was having fun, and uh, I mean, I just like him in anything he does. Um, blah, 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 and then, what was this? Uh, Sandland. Looks really cool. Oh, yeah, that's coming from uh, Tori- Akira Toriyama, right? It looks kind of like the Dragon Quest graphics. Yes, yes. Art style sort of thing. Yeah, it looks neat. There's a tank, and there's sand, and it's an RPG, and mech suits and stuff. That seems kind of neat. I'm, I'm all in. That seemed really fun to me. And then lastly, you know, there's other stuff, but like they talked about the Final Fantasy Rebirth uh, coming next year, which is that second section of Final Fantasy VII. Okay, I was just going to ask you if that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it looked cool. It had a really cool, interesting intro. And yeah, I mean, everybody freaked out and they loved it. So, but again, all, all next year, maybe. I think that's 2024, supposedly. All um, right. Xbox Direct, really quickly, uh, my big summary is... Um. Oh, sorry. Do Do you hear a bunch of people yelling, or is it just me? No, I didn't hear anything. Okay, maybe my microphone won't pick it up. It's that one of those times. Remember, it's summertime by Carlos's house, and people decide to like go yeah. out and have fun. You're in a busy neighborhood, and fuck fun, fuck fun. We're podcasting here. I know. No fun. Anyways, uh, Xbox Direct in general, I wrote down. You know, it was kind of a cutscene heavy show. Um, if you're okay with that and that they're showing a bunch of first party games, which is cool. So do you mean just like not showing gameplay, but just showing like story trailers and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much everything was. Okay. Okay. I mean, almost everything was like 80%. Really? That's interesting. I didn't, uh, I didn't watch any of it, so I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Um, so the good news is they opened with Fable, which was everybody was expecting or at least hoping that he would show Fable. They didn't show the gameplay. Uh, I'm sure you watched, maybe you saw that trailer. No, I didn't see it. It had, um, I always mess up his name, but Richard Iodi from the IT crowd. Oh, yeah, okay. I, he's yeah. so funny, and yeah. uh, he's like he was the main star in it, but he's a giant, and you're like, I guess, little people, like miniature people in a land of giants. Like a Pikmin sort of a thing? Yeah, like, but you you look like a human. Uh, or at least, I don't know if you play as a giant or if you play as the, the people that are smaller, but like, they didn't tell anything. They just showed giants, and then they showed little, like, people, like Pikmin people, but humans. Hmm. Okay, all right. So I don't know what that game is. <laughs> Probably going to be bad because it's Fable. We'll see. Oh, yeah, you, you're you already out anyhow. I'm already out because Fable sucks. They all suck. I've never played a good Fable game. I'd be very surprised if there was a good Fable game. They open with, like, you know, a bunch of first-party stuff, like Star Wars Outlaws, and then um, uh, what was the other one? Oh, the one by – oh, I forgot now. Well, we're not doing a run-by-run, run, but – Yeah, I don't know. They showed another one. Anyways, they showed a vowed <laughs> – and, you know, I, I slash a lot of the world was really excited for this game. Because which, remind me which one is Avowed? RPG. And they only showed a trailer a while ago um, that was, it's Obsidian. So it's going to be an RPG that was like Skyrim, they said. Oh, well, it's Obsidian. I mean, I'm in. I love Obsidian. So I know. It doesn't, I am doesn't even too. matter what they're doing. I'll just, I'll do it. I am too. But this is weird. So the trailer was a long time ago and it looked dark. You know, it looked kind of realistic and dark. So they show like running around people and doing gameplay and, you know, first person Skyrim type game. 
and it was all super colorful like fable huh like super colorful like cartoony interesting and it didn't fit you know it didn't match at all the original trailer and that's fine i guess people change you know their art direction all the time but it was uh shocking (laughs) how like playful it looked interesting and i was like i mean who knows but obsidian's pretty genius i mean maybe they're gonna turn the genre on its ear with some surprise move who knows man who knows and wouldn't put it past them i'm gonna play it anyhow because like you said it's obsidian oh yeah i'll give it a shot Uh, for sure it just was weird that it was so different uh and then also they showed hellblade again but it was cutscenes, and you're like no 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 you know you can't do that now you got to show the game i feel like hellblade 2 has been coming for like several years now am i wrong in thinking that almost all games are coming from for several years now but but this one i feel like we've talked about a lot of times we have and the point is their biggest showcase they don't they just show like a cutscene. no gameplay okay all right um and then another couple quick things uh clockwork revolution looked really cool um, that one? I don't know nothing about that one. I don't either. They didn't even say a due date, but it seemed <laughs> really cool. cool. All right. And then Phantom Liberty with the DLC for Cyberpunk. Of course, I'm going to play it. Just give it oh, to yeah. me. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I figured you'd be bringing that up. Sure. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I just wrote down CG trailers with no gameplay. There, oh, yeah. There's a new Xbox. Who cares? I heard about that. What? It's Who like cares? a new, it's a revamped Xbox S, right? I don't care. That's like, it's such a weird thing to put at the end of the show. No, it's one just cares. got like more memory or something. I think that was the complaint, wasn't it? That people couldn't have enough games on the hard drive. Is I that, guess that was going it down? doesn't matter. You know what okay. I mean? It doesn't, in my opinion, it's like you show us games or not. Yeah. Um, but the big news is obviously Starfield. And this is what I'll end with. Um, the Starfield Direct, I think, was very good. Like, oh, really? Top okay. notch. Wow. They did okay. a direct right after, you know? Just dedicated to only Starfield. Yeah. Okay. And it was like 20 minutes or something. Like, it was a deep dive, really well produced. I'm a video producer. It was like a documentary and talked to all the people on the team. And it looks like a game you want to be in forever. Like, oh, wow. Okay. Ecosystems are done right. There's only a thousand planets, in quotes only. Meaning, like, it's procedurally generated, but there's... I mean, that's, like, that's way more than you ever need. You don't need a thousand planets. But they build stuff on top of it, and it seems like they're just doing it smart and not, like, just a full No Man's Sky or something. Gotcha. gotcha. Just everything they showed, including customizing the ship and the robot. Your robot companion can say your name, supposedly, and that's, like, kind of cool. Does it look cool? I don't know what robots... can you change it? How they look cool. No, it looks like it's supposed to, like... It's a character, you know. Oh, uh, it'd be kind of cool if you could customize it, like make it look like you want it to look. Well, like you can customize a ship in any way you want. One one look like Voltron. So, <laughs> like, it's really cool. And then it really gave me um, Outer Worlds vibes. Okay, okay. Like, it just felt like that. And I was like, oh, my, I want to be in this world forever. Asterix, and it's the biggest asterisk in the world. Oh, God, what? After the whole thing, which took a long time, 20 minutes, whatever, later, an interview finally went up. And they mm-hmm. didn't put it up before that. They put the interview up after. Uh-huh. The interview came up, and it was Todd Howard talking about the game. And he says, uh, oh, it's going to be 4K on Xbox Series X, 1440p on Xbox Series S. And we locked it at 30. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you already know this. I heard that. I heard people yeah. freaking out about it is what I heard. Well, it's it's weird. I mean, this is my two cents, Carlos's opinion. Sure. And it's obviously echoed or, across the internet. But Oh, like, yeah. I already know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Well, no, no, you're going to make the, the system and you're going to say it's the strongest system in the world, then, then make it pull. No, the, no. Okay. Maybe I don't, can... maybe I don't know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that. <laughs> it was like, you know, the whole idea of the marketing behind Xbox Series X was it was the most powerful, powerful console. And we haven't really seen that power yet, in my opinion, because I have it and I've played all the games over it. And then on top of that, this game, which is your biggest system seller, 
basically. It's a, it's a system seller. It's like you want to live in this should, world. It should be. I hope so. It they can't need it to be. It can't do sixty on your on your your system, but it can on PC. Like PC, we able to pull off. Oh I think, sure. 60. That's always that's always that's the age old story. That's the it time, is. But what, time time since time immemorial, that's been the same story. Put PC aside, then don't. I don't want to bring that up. The fact is, if someone spent the money on the Xbox Series X and they have to be locked at thirty, I know because I play these first person games all the time. It's gonna be a problem because thirty's gonna drop frames, and like, will Carlos still play it? Of course he will. But I don't think it it looks cool. Like I I think that's a bad thing to do. I don't know. I just think it's weird. I mean, I know you're sensitive to this. I am not that sensitive to frame rate. I mean, if we're talking about a fighting game where like a tenth of a second matters, or if you're like some dude, high you're power, flying around on a jetpack shooting from a distance. I mean, I so I I haven't watched the trailer, so I can't say. I'm just gonna say just in general, general terms. Okay. Like for me in general, I don't care as long as the game makes sense for what it is. I mean, I've played many games where 30 is just fine. I can't speak about Starfield, but what I can imagine is that it's the same thing that it always is, right? Some some new box comes out, whether it's PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. Everybody's like, oh my God, it's so powerful. And it's only powerful for like a half an hour. And then it's like the developers are already pushing past the, the limits. They're already doing more pixels, more textures, bigger maps, like whatever. They're always pushing it to, to more than it can do. So it doesn't surprise me that they weren't able to do 60 because the, they're probably pushing, you know, bigger this, larger this, AI this, who knows that, you know, like, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me that they would do this, especially coming from Bethesda. So I'm not surprised that it's not 60 and I don't expect it'll bother me that much. But I mean, I know that you are sensitive to that more than I am. And I saw that tons of people online were like, like losing, like on the, on the verge of violence, dude. I saw people where I'm like, I should probably call the FBI because that guy looks like he's going to murder somebody. Let me, let me clarify. Because I do not like the statement, I'm sensitive to it. Because that sounds like a loaded... Well, I, I, not that you're sensitive. I just mean like not. It, it matters to you more than it matters to me, basically. Just you and I in that scenario, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah I'm not saying you're sensitive. Just like, and let's, just, let's remove the word sensitive. Sure, um, yeah. Take because it, it really is just like, do your eyes deal with... Just It's like accessibility, by the way. And that's why I think it's this important. It is like accessibility in a lot of different ways. Um you know, certain people can't even handle VR because they get sick and they'll throw up. Very true. Um, and so certain people, you know, can... Uh, I have obviously gotten used to 60 frames, and that's another thing. But other people just can't deal with the fact of, like, frames being dropped. It just changes their, you know, enjoyment of the game. Oh, sure. So I think that's it. And the other thing is that Bethesda already is stuttery frames, losing frames, and, they're, you know, they're jank. We, we understand yeah, that. Yeah, they're not you know? known for being a tech powerhouse. So if you sure. do 30 at the, at the max and then you're only going to go down, that's my problem is because we're not talking about 30. We're not going like, hey, Carlos, you need 60. No, no, I want a solid 30. I'm afraid that that's not going to happen. I mean, that's possible. Um, you may be entirely right, dude. You may right. be right. So we're line, talking about so. t- potentially 20s for lots of combat and stuff like that. And on top of that, I will not uh, let them get off the, the hook. They're Bethesda. They're the biggest, uh, you know, player in the game and the biggest place at Microsoft right now, if they can't pull it off with the Xbox Series X 60 frames, I think that's bullshit. I think that's insane bullshit. Because I play 60 frames on my PS5 on, you know, massive gargantuan games. Have you seen that? What's the, what's the main one? Um, With the Ratchet and Clank. That thing is insane what it's pulling off. Sure, sure. But let's be fair. Not every game can run 60 on ps5 it's not like ps5 is always rock solid 60 for every game i'm it's got the performance mode it's got the quality mode just like the xbox does so it's not it's not like one is clearly better i think 
a lot of it just comes down to programming. And if you want to talk about Ratchet and Clank, I mean, I haven't played that one, but I mean, Insomniac, dude, those guys are wizards, man. They're like second but party. But Bethesda's aren't wizards then, you're saying? I do not think they're wizards at all. I think they've got janky shit for, uh, no matter what system there are, they are the kings of jank, man. Like buggy quests, all those weird physics when uh, Skyrim came out. I mean, they've never had anything polished ever. So I think that's more of a Bethesda thing, but TBD, mm. right? I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. All right. We'll not speculate anymore. But it was a little bit of a downer for me because I know that it's going to be 20, 20 to something, you know. Uh, that's it. We'll talk about other games next week, but that's just some standout stuff. And, yeah, in general, you know, I don't want to say meh because I like new games and I like new trailers and I'm always optimistic about new stuff. I like it. Yeah. I just think that Xbox could have shown more gameplay because, I don't know. It just that's weird, weird to just show cutscenes. That sucks. Yeah. Almost, almost all of them were. And it just seemed know. weird because there's so many good games they had to show. I can't think that there was another level or two they could have showed in them. Um, and then Ubisoft ate shit, and then Summer Game Fest was okay. There you go. Games. All right. Right on. I didn't, you know, like I said, I haven't really watched any trailers. I did see mention, though, on Twitter of Frostpunk 2, which has got me very yes. excited. I, I love yeah. loved Frostpunk, number one. I thought that was, that was a game that did not seem like it was uh, for me at all. And when I played it, I'm like, damn, this is 100% my jam. I loved Frostpunk. Uh, and in fact, it's one of my life goals to go back and finish the DLC because the DLC was hard as shit and mm. never finished it, even though I did finish the main game. So I'm excited about Frostpunk 2. Um, I don't know what else there is to get excited about, although I did see a game called Pal World, which oh, yeah. looks like they're about to get their asses destroyed by Nintendo's lawyers. Because yeah, they'll never come out. They, there's no way they can come out because it literally looked exactly like Pokemon, except for every Pokemon had missile launchers and guns and knives and shit. And I was yeah. like, this looks great. This is never going to come out because I actually thought this was Pokemon. Yeah. I mean, I saw that trailer before somewhere. Oh, have you? Okay. I've yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, they're shooting Pokemon. What's going on? So, yeah, that's I don't know. If they're going to be in trouble. Uh, there's also a ton of indies, by the way. You know, Day of the Devs happened. Yeah. yeah. A million show, PC gaming showcase happened, which was like three hours long or something. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, and, yeah, a ton of stuff. But Devolver, I just want to give them a little star because I love every time they do their fake press conferences. Yeah, they're wacky, man. They're crazy. They're wacky as hell. I love all of their production team. And they usually do a lot of blood and gore and stuff. Oh, God. Last year's. I think last year's was so over the top, dude. It was oh, way God. over the top, yeah. yeah. This one, they did something different, which I liked quite a bit, which is Volvi. Um, so Volvi's a little mascot that supposedly has been around for years, but of course hasn't. And so they made it about like bringing back this mascot, but it was like in a robot form. Oh, so they're doing like a little fake lore callback Fake thing. lore thing. Gotcha. And, and they spent a lot of time on it. I mean, it looks like a mini documentary. It was so cool, and I'm going to buy a Volvi t-shirt because it was so fun. Huh, right um, anywho, Devolver, Indie Games, E3, not really. Yeah, okay. Moving on. Moving on. All right, anything else? No, I mean, there's a million things else, but let's okay. talk about the games we played, I guess. Well, I got some, I got some housekeeping stuff. Oh, other too. housekeeping things. Yeah, other housekeeping stuff. Is, yeah. You got out of the boxes or no? No, that's, uh, I've just been barricaded by these things. So. All right, all right. I'll just, just for a minute... Uh, I just want to give my weekly Sekiro update. I'm still playing that game. I'm still slowly working my way towards the finish line on that one. Crazy person. Um, yeah, I am a crazy person. I hate myself. This is torture. <laughs> um, but I'm really putting the time in, dude. And it's funny because now that I am coming back to it for the second time, and just as a heads up for people who did not catch last episode or whatever, I have played Sekiro before. I played it when it dropped. Um, I got all the way to the final boss and then quit because that guy's a stupid motherfucker. Really cheap. And I got super frustrated. Uh, also, load times on PS4 did not help. 
Um, anyway, um, coming back to it because I feel like I just, it's a grudge match. It's a revenge play and I need to finish that game and roll credits. Um, I'm about, I mean, I'm getting pretty close, dude. I feel like I'm well past the two thirds of the way through Mark. There's not very much left. I think maybe a couple little levels and then maybe a couple bosses. And then there I am back at end game. So I'm, I'm definitely making progress. Progress has been coming a lot faster than before, but now that I'm, um, getting close to the end, I have to notice it's interesting how, now that we've got like three or four years under our belts, now that we're away from Sekiro, uh, it's interesting to see, like, in some ways this game is like so bad. And I'm not saying that just because I'm bitter and jaded. I'm just like, you get to at one point in the end game and it's just like all of a sudden you don't even know where to go or like even what to do. Or like there's these little details that the game is just really confusing about, um, like these quests that can't be completed unless you do this certain thing that doesn't make any sense and you'd never think about it. And this places where like, am I supposed to be here? I don't even know if I'm supposed to be here. What's going on. And maybe I'm going in the wrong order and it just kind of falls apart a little bit. And there's just like certain aspects to it that I think are really cheap. Um, one thing that I am really rubbing up against a lot right now is the special ability system where you can attach different, you know, he's got Sekiro Wolf. The main character has a prosthetic left arm and he can attach different gadgets to it. Right. He's got like a throwing star shooter, He's got a spear, he's got an axe, he's got an umbrella, like all this stuff he can attach to his arm. But those things all use like a resource. They're called spirit emblems or something. Mm. You can find them here and there, but basically you just have to buy them, which is like a, a tax on your money because you also need money to buy other stuff, right? And every time you use the throwing stars or whatever, like it uses those up. And I, I got to a point in the game where I, I ran out. And and those are like your special abilities, right? Oh, so like geez. if you, yeah, like I was just out of them. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't realize like I'd been using them pretty liberally uh and now i'm broke and so i had to grind for like a couple hours yesterday just to get money so i could buy more of those things so i could use the special abilities which is like a core function of the game dude it's like i mean i suppose it's probably possible to beat the game only using your sword if you're like some kind of like supreme get good badass or something but like i think most normal people are going to be using the special abilities because they're there that's what they're there for and i think it was just a huge mistake of them to like monetize that um not in real money just in-game money but you know, like running out was like such a drag, dude. Like it's just like, oh, so boring. Anyway, still pushing through. Uh, for anybody who cares, I just beat the giant monkey for the second time. And I'm now in the lost village at the end of the well, in case that means anything to anybody. So that's how close I am to the end. Got to keep pushing on. We'll see how it goes. I'll give uh, more of an update later on next week. Torture. You're, you're going through torture. Real torture. And I do want to mention a really quickly um, a game. I think it's appropriate to talk about it in housekeeping. This is 100% absolutely in no way not a review uh, because this is still under embargo, but I got special permission from PR to talk about it uh, because I thought it was awesome. And I'm like, oh, dude, I hate when I get a game and it's awesome and I want to talk about it. And it's like, you know, embargo is like a million years away. And I'm like, oh, I hate sitting on this stuff. I wish I could hype it up and get people excited for it and yeah. i i talked to pr and i'm like look i swear to god it will not be a review no score i'm just going to give just like highest level impressions and they're like okay go ahead and i'm like okay cool so not a review this is just high high touch first impressions it's a game called mars first logistics have you heard of it i have not i'm looking it up mars first logistics is great uh, my early impressions are that I love this. I've been following it on Twitter for a while. Uh, it seems like maybe just a really small team, maybe one or two people. Uh, but basically this guy is taking real physics and putting it into a, like a little building game where you have to put together Mars rovers. Uh, and like they have to do different things. Like for example, um, when you start the game, there's a little tutorial section, a little story mode where like you're this rover thing and you got to put it together like little bits and bobs. It's almost like a Lego sort of a thing. Like mm. you're putting the, the thing together. 
and he'll be like, oh, you need to pick up this yellow box. And so you have all the pieces that you have, you have to figure out, well, how do, how do I get these to work? How can I, do I make a pincher? Do I make a, a forklift? Like, what do I do with these pieces? You like figure it out. And then once you do the thing that he wants you to do, lift the box or whatever, then he's like, cool, here's what I came up with. And he gives you like this template for like a vehicle that's already finished, right? So like once you kind of like stumble fuck your way through it, then you get like the good one and it gives you more ideas because you see like what he did and it inspires you to like, oh, if I had done the joint like that or if I had if I had done the lifter like that, that would have worked. And so like it kind of like spurs your creativity. Um, it's a great uh, opening section. Like I've been watching my son go through it. I'm like sitting right next to him and I'm like, oh man, this is so great. Just going around, building the vehicle, revamping the vehicle, trying to like each little thing is like a physics puzzle that you have to do with like a little rover. It's so fun and neat. It's like a little bit like Kerbal Space Program, but like only like one thousandth as conf- uh, as confusing as that. Like it's it's very approachable, works really well on a controller. And I got to say the art style is fucking amazing. Um, it might be hard to tell from screenshots, but when you see it in motion, you're like, oh my God, this looks beautiful, super beautiful. And it's like any screenshot, if you just took that image, it would be perfect for like a science illustrated textbook or something or like yeah, some kind I of like educational. <clears throat> oh my God, like the art style is so dope, dude. I fucking love it. So anyway. What's that, what's that game that it looks like? Oh man, it just came out. That indie game where you're like going through the sand. There, I know the I know the one you're thinking of, um, and I don't remember it. what it's called. It's yeah. got that cell shaded look, and it looks yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool. And but crisp. this one, this is exactly what I was wanting. Um, I know the one you're talking about. That one did not offer me what I wanted, but this one has exactly what I wanted. It looks great, controls great, and it's early. I think they're going to be releasing early access pretty soon. So again, not a review in any way. Uh, just high high touch early impressions. But man. I I was having trouble like pulling myself away from this. My son was like desperate to play more of it. Uh, it seems like a real winner so far. If you like this kind of like physics Lego building kind of like you know sandboxy type of game, like man, yeah. this shit's on point, dude. I really dig it. I actually now remember seeing it on Day of the Devs. Oh really? Okay, yeah. cool. And so early access, by the way, is June twenty second. So not too far from now. Yeah, I got this early, early still in embargo review code. Uh, not a review code, just a code. And uh, yeah, I'm digging it, man. I cannot wait. And I'm really hoping they bring it to console because it feels great on a controller, man. It's already worked out. So very cool stuff. Check it out. Check it out. That's all I got. Anything else uh, before we move on to the main section? No, let's move on to that main section. Let's move on to the main <laughs> section. Really weird. I don't know why you said it like that, but I'm just yes anding. I think the on. pain in my back just shot through my whole body. And I was like, all right, I'll just turn that into a word. Just seize you seize your vocal cords up for a second oh, there. Oh huh? jeez, it's so bad. I hear. It. All right, the old man creaky ass podcast continues. Let's uh, let's turn over to you, Carlos, for viewfinder the demo. I think I may have heard of this. I wasn't watching the show, but you said the demo dropped uh, during this uh, this faux E3 ness, and you have played the demo. So uh, fill us in. What is wayfinder viewfinder? viewfinder sorry, yeah. View, my bad, my bad. Viewfinder. Oh. And also, what's it all about? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, also, this is kind of a, a thing that I was a li- little disappointed in, too, is I wanted more games during this, like, again, f- we can't keep saying faux E3, but like this E3-ish time. Like um, like surprise releases? Surprise releases, yeah. And I just feel like we got like two of them or three of them. There um, wasn't very many. I will admit I was kind of waiting for those as well. Yeah. I mean, we definitely had some demos, which we'll talk about, you know, and... Um, yeah, a lot were indie demos, you know. But anywho, this is one of those uh, same ones, Viewfinder, um, and the devs were talking about it, and it got me interested because, oh, I'm just hearing some music play. Is that on your end or mine? I don't hear any music. It must be you. 
Oh my goodness. I keep having, um, is it in your head? It's in my head. Oh, <laughs> wait, you don't Are hear you, the voices. I don't hear any. <laughs> no, no, no. I know Are you it recording was in the middle of a crowd over there, Carlos. You got you yourself and I all recording at the same time. Yes. Yes. It's Hellblades, Asenua too. Oh my God. Are you hearing the whispering? Here. Are yeah. they guiding you towards the next waypoint? Hey, okay. you know what? I already gave you more gameplay than the actual cutscenes oh, did. Oh, that is a burn. Shots fired. That is a burn. Okay. And my gameplay was me just talking. Um, <laughs> So, no, I was actually on the uh, Steam page. Real talk, though, if you're hallucinating, we can stop and we can get you some help, dude. Like, no, let's no, not no. continue if you're in, in distress. I'm in pain and it's very warm in my apartment, but I'm not hearing things. Okay. What happened is I was in the Steam page for Viewfinder and the trailer was playing. Oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah. And it was okay. definitely music in my ears. Um, <laughs> okay. So, what it was, I heard the devs talk about it and it seemed interesting because they brought up the witness, which I know you're Ugh, allergic to. Gross. I like there's moments in what he did in that game that I thought were really cool and like these aha moments that made me blown away. I'm sorry, I stick any to game that. that ends with you drinking your own pee is not okay. What that happens at the end of that game? Did you not see the ending to The Witness? I don't think I watched the end of The Witness. Oh, though. okay. Do yourself a do yourself a quote unquote favor and go watch that ending when you're you're off the podcast. Here. Okay, maybe I won't. But uh, <laughs> the point is, there's a there's a couple of moments in there where they're like these aha moments with puzzles, and I do like that. Like it's the same kind of aha moment that happened at the end of Braid. Oh, sure. That's a good feeling. Which I did like that feeling. So this is a, a, a game where you have you you have fine pictures in this kind of 3D world, first person, 3D world, very simple graphics, very Witness-like. Like the graphics look like the Witness really in a way, where like colorful trees and, you know, colorful pl- palette, but then there's some black and white sections and it's just kind of a simplified graphics, uh, almost Firewatch, think Firewatch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are all these like floating islands and in the islands you have like little apartments, like select sections of like houses and apartments. And in there, there's like chairs and things like that. And then there's photographs. So when you find a photograph, uh, you pick it up first person, you put it anywhere. It's pretty cool technology. Put it anywhere uh, on the map, you know, the, in front of you. And as soon as you put it down, it you, lets you walk into it. Uh, 3D, you know. Oh, so it's like a little portal or a gateway. It's a portal, yeah. Okay, so think okay. of portal with witness kind of in a, in a way. Okay. Um, and then when you go in, you have to have placed it right because you can like rotate it and all that kind of stuff. If you place it right, you know, it might help you platform or get somewhere you need to get to. Uh, but the other thing is you just go in there and retrieve things. Like is this you, like first person, third person? Yeah, what are you just, talking about? yeah, I said first person like three times. Okay, sorry. I must have like glazed over that. Okay. Okay. Um, it's your neck pain. My neck hurts. Yeah, it yeah. hurts real bad. Okay. We just used all of our pains, excuses for the rest of the show if we mess something up. Yes. Here's my back. Confirmed. Yes. Uh, okay. So it's first person. This is a first-person game, just so you know, bro. <laughs> um, but your neck does not hurt in the game. Okay. Um, and so you, as you put the picture down, you walk through it. But then what's really interesting is, you know, you can find items in there and then go back to the other part of the world. You know, come back out of the photo. Um, you can rewind. So if you mess up, because you will mess up, because they let you put the picture anywhere, right? So, so you it could, lets you take the picture back from where you put it? Yeah, you hit the rewind button, like gotcha. straight up, like VHS, you know, rewind. Okay. Um, and then at some point you actually get like, um, it's like a Kodak. What is it called? Remember those ones where you shoot the picture and that comes out Polaroid Polaroid. Yeah. yeah. So you have one of those things you can aim and actually like, you know, pick the picture you want because before you were just finding pictures and going oh, through them. So then you can actually pick like, okay, I want to pick this side of the wall and then turn it so I can jump on it. See what I'm saying? Gotcha. Um, so there's a lot of fun things that with that, but the best part which again, this demo is pretty short, so I don't know what they're going to do with this. 
my feeling is they're not going to do a lot with it. <laughs> but I might be wrong. Hold on. I might be wrong. Wait, I, I didn't even say the thing I'm I'm nervous about. You, you're laughing already. I'm laughing because it just sounds like you're getting ready to slam it pretty hard. I'm, I, like... I'm, I'm tentatively worried that they're not going to use this feature enough, which uh-huh. is at some point in the demo, the pictures that you're finding are not just like regular, like these witness graphics, but they're like cartoons. Mm-hmm. And then one was like a hand-drawn, like a little kid drew it. And you're going into those pictures. And that's cool as shit, like 3D in mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like a mm-hmm. hand-drawn picture. Yeah. And the third picture that I found that was amazing was Doom. It was like oh, a little funny. mini Doom, like pixelated So graphics. different art styles, like different, yeah. different types. Okay. So All if right. they keep doing that, I just feel like they might do it like fun, for fun here and there. Because I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if it's part of their story. But man, that was the f- most fun part for me. Because just jumping into like a pixelated Doom world and then coming back out to a cartoon world felt really good. Um, so I like what I see here. I'm just afraid that they're not going to do it enough, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's going to rely on like turn regular picture and platform. And that's just the whole game. So I hope I'm wrong. That's just a demo. But I am very excited. Well, we'll see. There's been a couple games similar to this. Just I haven't seen the, the the trailer, but just based on what you're describing, I've played a couple of these lately. It seems like, again, there must have been a game jam where like everybody went and everybody's got the same idea at the same time. But I think I played two or three that used pictures going into the picture or and also rewinding time. And like they've all uh, been really slow and really just like walking sim-ish very much. So mm-hmm. hopefully maybe this is the one that breaks the cycle. Well, Well, I think the key, again, component is what I just said. If they lean into those different styles of pictures. Yeah. Because if it's just that, it was just the witness graphics, no offense to the devs, but you know that style, then I might be like where you're at. Like, oh, I have walked through these types of games before. But when that happened, and also when I had my own camera, it felt different, you know? Okay, okay. Um, So anyways, the demo's up. Why not try it? Um, And I, I, I had a good time with it. Right on, right on. That is Viewfinder. The demo is still available, I assume? Yep. And I actually, it's, I think, everywhere, but I did play it on my PlayStation. So oh, excellent. There. Excellent. All right. Let me talk for a minute about a game that I am extremely excited about. In fact, I can already guarantee you this is going to be one of my top 10 of the year. It's a lock. It's a lock. What? It's already in. It's already in. Uh, playing the demo for Shadow Gambit, The Cursed Crew. Uh, I got a code a while ago, but they also dropped a demo at the same time during this uh, this game fest era right now. So you can go and play. I don't know if it's the same content, to be honest with you. I think I may actually have a larger chunk of the game than they put out on Steam. Who knows? I could be wrong. I'm not sure. But basically, this is a game I've been really excited about. It's coming from Me, Me, Me uh, Studios. They're the people who did uh, Shadow Tactics, which I loved. And also Desperados 3, which I also loved. I love their games. And as far as I know, they're really the only studio who are kind of doing their style of games right now. I've seen I've seen other similar, but no one to the complexity and no one as polished as what they're doing. Um, they are the people who do isometric tactics, but team tactics. And they also play a lot with timing. And they also play a lot with... Um, switching back and forth between real time and uh, turn taking in terms of like planning out your turns ahead of time and then kind of executing at the same time. Um, so basically this is, uh, oh, so I, I do not mean this in, in a bad way at all. So just everybody just hold your breath for a second. This is not an insult. This is, this is a good thing. 
this just feels like exactly what they've been doing for the last two games, but better. So that's awesome to me because I love their last two games and nobody else really does games like they do. I'm ready for another one of these. They, 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 it's like they do this thing. This is their jam. They do it so well and I yeah. want more. So that's not a slam at all. I'm not. This, this yeah. is such a Brad ass game. I was just going to say it is, dude. Um, it is. Yes, absolutely. Because remember, you try to get me into the other two games and I didn't. I finally no, yeah. I noped out of both of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're just like a you. And if, if other people like you um, like these games, then yeah, it seems like another one with a different skin on it, really. Yeah, I mean, it, yes, but also I don't mean to. I want to. I don't want to disrespect the developer because I, I already see where they've improved it, right? Like I already see the fixes. I can already see where they've bumped up a few things. But the core, you're correct. It's like the same type of take a team of people. Every person has a variety of powers. You uh, go through the campaign, and then um, the thing of it is like every map you can kind of approach however you want to. There's many different avenues. So you can usually take a stealthy approach. You can sometimes take a guns blazing, though that doesn't always work probably doesn't often work um but you can like hide bodies like kind of like a hitman but your team is like five people and so you kind of like work together as a team um and like i said their hook their real hook is kind of like the system where you pause the game you plan moves like each person on your team will do something different like the the guy on the left will kill that guard the woman in the middle will distract the guy the guy on the right will uh, pick up a box and the guy in the back will shoot a gun and you plan those things out when the game is paused and then you unpause the game all those things happen at the same time. Right. Uh, because if they were happening one by one, like enemies would be alerted, your plan would go sideways, it wouldn't work. So the fact that you can coordinate and do all those things at the same time is really what like kind of puts their game in its own little class. Um, they're masters at it. They do great at it. And playing uh, the cursed crew here, I just, I'm just, I love it. Like shit they're serving. Yes, ma'am. Give it to me. Give it all to me. Give me more. And then when I'm done with that, give me some more after that. I love the theme this time. It's 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 Pirates of the Caribbean-ish. I was just going to say, it's pirates now. Yeah, it is. You're all cursed pirates. And it's interesting in the opening moments. They address it, right? They're like, oh, yeah, we're in this pirate area. There's living people. And the living people are aware of the cursed pirates. They call them the cursed. And it's like they exist. It's not just like a weird ghosty thing. It's like they're kind of in the same pirate ecosystem. Um, they're looked down upon by these other religious people who think they're abominations. And so there's already like tension going on. Um, you go through this initial mission with your main character. She's this really cool uh, pirate lady. She's got a uh, cutlass sticking in the middle of her chest. She can pull it out and like attack people with it. She's got a little dagger, pretty cool moves. Um, you get further in the demo and you unlock your base. You have a hub, which is kind of a, one of the brand new things for, for Curse Crew. You have a hub where it's just your ship, your crewmates. You can go back and chill and you can decide which part of the island you want to go to or, or maybe another island altogether. So being able to plan your route and and leave a land and maybe like, for example, if you approach an island from the north, tons of guards, really heavily guarded, it's going to be a tough fight. But you come around to the south, it's like very less guarded and you can like sneak in very much more easily. And so mm. you can kind of plan. It adds like another layer of tactics to it, which is great. Um, I didn't finish the entire demo. It was a little bit longer than I was thinking. I kind of got surprised, but I unlocked my next crewman who was a, uh, a chef, a one-armed chef. And he had all sorts of like little distraction maneuvers, which were pretty cool. Um, but I like it so far. It seems super polished. Graphics are great. Uh, I can already see lots of different ways that they have um, improved on things that have been kind of rough patches in the back. And they even lean into the concept of like try and die, right? So this kind of game, you're going to die like a ton because you're going to try certain things. You're going to try 
If I run, will I make it? If I walk, will I make it? If this guy distracts this guy, can I make it over here? Like there's, there's all these ideas that they want you to iterate on it. Like there's no way you're going to just get through this your first time. You got to like try and try and try and try and try. And in the past it was just like, you know, hit select for save. Like that's all it was. Right. Mm. But they've incorporated it into the narrative this time. And so your hub, which is a pirate ship, a ghost pirate ship is alive and they're like, we know you're going to save. We want you to save. We're encouraging you to save all the time. So it's a power of the ship. Like, Dave, it's the same thing. You're basically just quick saving. But there's like a little animation that goes with it. The ship talks to you when you save. She'll even remind you. She'll be like, oh, this is pretty tough. You should probably let me, quote unquote, capture the memories, how she says it. Uh, so she'll like capture memories for you. And so they've worked it into the narrative, which is amazing. Dude, it's ghost like, powers. Yeah, exactly. And it reminds me of Ghost Pillow. You should check out Ghost Pillow. Oh, snap. I see what you Local did internet. That was and, very smooth. Uh, they're great pillows. Uh, check them smooth. out. Check them out. Wow. Okay, Sorry. that happened. <laughs> Plug number two won't be the last. <laughs> Trying to get a sponsorship <laughs> here. Anyway, I, I mean, uh, I there's nothing else to say. This game is already great. Yep. I love what they've done. I love the ideas. I love the theme. I love the improvements. I had a ton of fun playing the demo. All it did was make me mad that the whole game wasn't out because I want to play it right now. So I guarantee, I mean, unless they... Unless something weird happens, like someone kills your dog in the middle of this game, this is going to be guaranteed on my top 10 of the year. It's just, it's that good. And I'm such a fan of their work. It's best. It's, it's your, the best stuff out there. It's your jam. And it's, it's jam. anybody who liked, uh, uh, what's it called? Shadow Tactics or Desperados. Shadow Tactics or Desperados. Yeah. You, like, just buy it. Just buy it. Just, just buy it. Just don't worry about it. it. Don't think. Just get it. Just, just do it. it. Just get it. There we go. All right, that was Shadow Gambit, the Cursed Crew. I'm in love. Uh, over you, Carlos. Let's talk about. <laughs> I like how throwaway that was. And I'm in love. <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> people know I love this game. I got to stop talking yeah. about it. Uh, the Lies of P. We've been, had, well, we've been talking about this for a while. We've had our eye on it for a while. This is a Souls-like coming from NeoWiz, which I believe is a Korean company, I think. Yeah, I don't know um, if this is their first game. I'll have to look I it think, up. though. I think so. I, they do a lot of like mobile stuff, I think. This is their first Souls-like, I believe. And they're really leaning into it. So they, they released a demo. I played it on, I want to say PS5. I could be wrong. Did you play the demo as well? I did play the demo. I didn't play it very long, which we'll talk about. Oh, but, snap. Okay. Um, I have some pros and cons, but yeah, I played it for a bit. All um, right. Well, I just got done talking. I'm kind of talked out. Let me drink some water while you talk about Lies of P. Why don't you uh, lay on us what you thought of it? Okay. Yeah. It's one of those things where it came out during the show and they were like, here, here's the demo. And I was like, I will eat it up because there's not many of these things. Um, and yeah, we've talked about it before. It's basically a, a Pinocchio uh, Dark Souls game. That's yes. what it is. And uh, Bloodborne, because obviously Bloodborne Remastered didn't get announced like I thought it would. I was sure it was going to be. I'm surprised. I am surprised too. Um, it's just found money. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Anyways, um, yeah, so this is kind of like taking its place and the fact that it's got that kind of dark look, gothic look. Yeah, um, very much so. But its own thing, too. I think people keep saying Bloodborne, but it's definitely its own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest pro I can say is, like, I enjoyed walking around this world a lot, uh, the world they built, and it's really interesting. What was uh, the game that came out from Spiders recently? Um, Steel... Yes, uh, Steel Rising. Steel Rising. It reminded me of Steel Rising. Very much like of, those yeah. vibes, yeah. Which I also like that style, which is kind of like... Yeah. steampunky. Steampunk, but also mixed with, like, the Renaissance, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just its own thing. It, you know, which I always go back to like Bioshock or things where games like make a statement of this is the dystopian world we built, you know, and yeah. it's using a lot of different influences. So I love that. And I just like the worlds that you were in, in this game. Um, the actual gameplay itself is, you know, it's very much Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, there's definitely like a melee button 
and a couple, you know, different unique takes, uh, the sharpening of that fucking weapon. I knew you were going to love that. I was like, I, oh, I was like, Carlos do not so give me a sharpen button. I'm never going to use it. Fucking Monster Hunter. Anyways, um, yeah, so, you know, it's it's difficult. In the beginning, it's actually quite easy. And they do that thing where they just ramp it up all of a sudden. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> here's a boss that you're not going to fucking beat. Totally. Um, they gave you these like, dummies that are wandering around. You get to the first boss and he just like stomps you so stomps. hard. Yeah. It's like, so, you know, newsflash, that's where Carlos like just deleted it. Like mm-hmm. I just, I deleted it. Like uh, that's like my hard rage quit is when I just like leave the game and then also delete it. No further discussion. This no is more discussion. No more like, <laughs> I'll try it later. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know what this game is. I think for people who like Dark Souls and like Bloodborne, you're going to like it. Like I think it's that. But I have a feeling they're going to pull a Wolong which we've talked about on the show at length, which is first boss or even first few bosses uh, get good, whatever, bullshit. Way too hard, way too hard, And yeah. it just doesn't make sense because, again, Carlos, for one, I mean, not buying this. It's on Game Pass, right? Is it going to be Game Pass? Uh, maybe, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Either way, even either way, um, not playing this game. I'm not playing this game. I'm not going to let them <laughs> rope me in being like, but don't you love this beautiful world? And don't leave these cool characters. And you like Pinocchio. Who doesn't like Pinocchio? Um, I, I, I guess I don't because I'm just going to eat shit like Wolong. And I have a feeling they're going to not just have to be the first boss. I feel like this company wants you to eat shit a lot. And it's it's a, it's a shame. This is my only quick review is that I really like the world they built. And I, I like the characters a lot. Um, but I just I'm never going to play this game. Yeah, you know, I got to say it's an interesting approach. So number one, I will say that credit to Neo is um, it to me, it felt like its own thing, obviously inspired, like you said, by Souls, Bloodborne, clearly, and even a little bit of maybe Steel Rising, perhaps. Uh, But it does have its own identity. It does feel like its own thing in terms of the specifics of the mechanics. And they're really like leaning into systems pretty hard, which I found a little surprising. They're making it a very technical experience. Like you said, there you have a blade. I'm like number one they make you choose like balanced heavy or light and i'm like dude i don't even know what's what like don't oh. like let me what no to that point you can't go back you cannot go back no i was like no no no. i've, I've chosen wrong i've chosen wrong <laughs> you have chosen i ran boarding. back to the table and they were like you're screwed buddy yeah i guess if i, I deleted it i guess it would reinstall and do the medium i wanted to do the fast one after i realized the slow was too slow yeah, I yeah, I mean, number one, don't do that. Let me just play around with the weapons and see what's what. You can, I mean, you can buy the weapons later if you get far enough. There's a guy that sells you the other ones you didn't pick up, but like, that's just kind of a that's just a bad foot to get off on. Just, just let me give try the, all yeah, of them. Yeah, just give me all, or just le- let me try one before I get to you. Anyway, yeah. But like you know, you have this grinder. Okay, so like you look like a guy. You're supposed to be Pinocchio. They say that you're like a puppet or something, but you look just like a, a, a like a like a biological dude. But your left arm is like super metallicized or something. Um, and I'm looking at the character design. And I'm like, oh, dude, people are going to draw so much hentai of this guy. He looks totally like fat material. Like if you were if you swing that way, I'm like, it's like gothic. He's kind of broody and stuff. I'm like, there's got to be a fan base for this game. Just just based off of how the main character, just looks. the character, yeah. just that character. But like he's got a grinder built into the elbow of his left arm. So like your blade loses sharpness and then you got to grind it, mm-hmm. which is an interesting mechanic. He's got a meter that controls your special moves, and those are tied to your weapons. One is an attack, and one is like a defense, but everyone is different, so you got to like figure out which one works best for you, and I'm not sure you can mix and match. I don't think you can, but it depends on what weapon you've got equipped. 
He's got like stats you level up like souls. He's also got like the refillable Estus flask. He's also got like a lantern. He's got like a number of things that I'm like, okay, there's like a lot going on in this game. And like, I'm a souls vet. So I, I can hang like more or less. Um, but it didn't come natural. And I, I felt like they were, they were going a little hard on the systems, I think, but yeah, looks cool. Um, but yeah, you're right, man. Those bosses, all of them, I got to the, th- right before the third one. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I, I will, I might play this, but in order to succeed, I would need to grind and I would need to like min max. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that for a fucking demo. Like I'm not going to, yeah. you know, I'm not going to sink 10 hours of grinding to get to the end of this fucking demo. So I think that goes a little too hard, but, um, I will say just as a FYI to all the developers out there, look, man, we all know souls is a thing. We all know bloodborne is a thing. We all know from soft is a thing, but like you don't have to do everything that they do because they're not perfect. And what I mean by this is, let me motherfucking pause. Pause is a thing yes. that needs to exist in the world. Good Lord. Let me fucking pause. I have to pee sometimes. My kid needs something sometimes. A phone rings sometimes. Let me pause. So number one, just pause. And asterisk, that is in Diablo 4 as well, but we're never going to get that because it's a games as a service. Oh, Jesus. You can't yeah. pause, and I've died before, and I've also like been logged off and all that shit. So. Yeah, like, okay, yeah. I mean, games as a service, its own thing. That's a whole other discussion. But like, single-player offline yeah. game let me pause like it, it doesn't make you hard or cool to like force me to not pause anyway the other thing is a map i need a map dude like FromSoft can get away with it because they're from soft they're like really the only developer that doesn't need a map because their environmental artists are so good everybody else you need a map okay i'm just saying unless you are from soft you need a map and even if it's not like a detailed 3d map at least like an indicator of like where my next thing is to go because i don't know about you dude but i spent um a pretty good amount of time just like circling around in the town, like kind of lost because it all looks oh, basically yeah. the same, like dark gray crates. And I was like, okay, this is uh, this. Was I here? Was I not here? Uh, I don't know. There needs to be some kind of a map or indicator just just for quality of life, man. I knew that I was gonna like nope out any second, so I didn't care. I was just like, oh, look at this new neat piece of art or something. I was just kind of like sightseeing in my yeah. in my time with the demo because I knew I was not. Get, I was just gonna eat shit when I got to another boss. So. Yeah. But no, I agree with you. And uh, by the way, to that point, which we made almost every episode of this podcast, is that make your own thing, you know? Yes, please. They, I will say, again, the pro and the biggest pro is that they did make their own thing with the world and the feel yeah. and the characters, right? For sure. Um, but they didn't when it comes to the gameplay. And that's the reason I noped out. It felt like the Wolong difficulty with the first boss, it also felt like um, unbalanced and yeah. it also felt like it, like you said, added all these things from Souls games that it doesn't need to because if it was just its own game mechanically or gameplay-wise, I might like really deep dive into this game, you know? Like say it isn't like die immediately or say, um, you know, a buying fires, all this shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or the the sharpening thing, which is 100% getting get Oh, God, or the game. picking up of experience when you die, you got to do the corpse Pick on back. Like, again. dude, get just over that. Just don't do that. any of that, right? Don't do it, yeah. And have it be a third-person game. We talked about the same thing with Star Wars. Yes. And in this really cool world, and then have it be kind of difficult sometimes. There you go. That's yeah. it. Solved. Just get Solved. rid of all those other things, and it's just so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there's Lies of P. Uh, I probably will explore more. I'm a little afraid they're going to have you grind. Seems like you're out permanently. Out permanently. Okay. All right. That's fine. Moving on. Let's talk about Nocturnal. You and I both played this. This is a 2D metroidvania-ish platformer game where you play a dude who shows up in this land after being away for a certain time and everything is just wrecked and 
fucked up and people are dead and whatever, whatever. And the hook of this game is fire. So there's like black smoke all over the place and it poisons you or something and you can't see. And so your blade can catch fire, but it only lasts for like a little bit of time. So like the hook is like set your blade on fire, do some stuff, activate the next torch and then platform and Metroidvania from there. Yep. Right. Yeah. About fair. That's about it. And you know, my love for 2d games uh, <laughs> so tell me tell me your thoughts tell me your thoughts well actually that reminds me of like the gunk and there's so many games now that have that kind of like stuff that you can't beat or you've got to like push back yeah like the fog or something and then your weapon or something kind of pushes against it the gunk by the way every go everybody play that game it's so good oh yeah, did you not like it on game pass i mean i i liked it i didn't like it as much as you did but oh, i did like I it loved it especially the ending and the characters oh my goodness Anyways, the gunk's really good. So, no, I generally don't play too many Metrovania 2D games, I said, but I do like the art style of this. So when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, let, let me play it with you. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the demo's out now, or is it, we just got codes, probably. We just right? got codes, yeah, we yeah. just got codes. But it's actually available now. Uh, yes, yes, yes it's it is. For reason. So, yeah, you, like you said, you kind of, like, it's a 2D, uh, the art style almost feels like the Yes, Your Grace kind of thing, like cartoony in a way, right? Yeah, it's kind of clean... Um, kind of flat colors in a way, kind of like art. Yeah. Kind of simple, like a you know? simple, intentionally simple. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. And it's got the Caprense of Persia to go back to that kind yeah. of feel where yeah. you're jumping and, and grabbing hold of ledges and stuff like that. Um, it's got a really weird mechanic, which I'm not a fan of, which is to jump farther. You have to attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't like that because I didn't want to have to attack when I'm just doing a double jump. It just just give me a good double jump. Yeah. Um, the other con right out the gate was I didn't like the jump because it was super uh, short. Like it's a very weighty jump, meaning like yeah. as soon as you hit the jump button, you're already landing. Um, in a game like this, it just doesn't seem to fit at all. Um, so you mix those two together, and I didn't like the traversal. I liked going left and right, and that felt like you know the the speed of it was good. But whenever I had to do jumps, I don't know. I just felt like he was really relying on you to, to grab ledges. Uh, mm -hmm. Or to mm -hmm. do that kind of trick where you're like attacking and also jumping. Um, so, anyways, that's the that's how you traverse the land. But like you said, you you get your sword on fire. It has a timer on it, yeah. and then you go and like you know take care of stuff, either monsters or bad guys, or whatever. Or um, I guess it is kind of a monster. There's like these shadowy figures. Yeah, there's shadowy monsters that appear all the time. They warp they warp in, which I was really not a fan of. Yeah, yeah, felt very arcadey. Um, and then, yeah, you push them back and then you fight regular, you know, people who have supposedly taken over this land or something and cause all this chaos. So, and then you get stuff for smashing things, you know, like you can smash pots and get, yeah. what is that? A currency? I don't, it's, I don't, it's for your experience points. If you want to unlock your next abilities in the small skill tree, you have to like break every box and pot you see. And I was like, oh, uh, dude, I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. I didn't really enjoy that part of it. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't get too far. Um, I don't think this is my style of game, so that's going to be me kind of, you know, let them know that other people might enjoy this. But I really had a hard time with that traversal. Like, it yeah. just didn't feel like I could, like, be badass enough. And then when it came to the combat, by the way, the actual fighting, um, you know, the enemies are kind of weak in the fact that there's not too many health points on them or something. But I feel like they were being kind of cheesy to me. They um, were, yeah. Cause I, I, I actually did not care for the combat at all. Because you could do this roll, and normally in a game like this, almost like a Souls game, where you roll, you're kind of like safe or something for a minute. Yeah. But I just felt like I kept eating shit when I came out of my roll. Um, that's a very technical answer to why I don't like your combat. <laughs> but that's very true. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I didn't feel safe. 
Like yeah. I go in, I jump over their attacks, or I roll, but I'd always get hit. Like I'd always get hit. And I'm yeah. pretty good at the game sometimes. So yeah, I just felt like I didn't enjoy well, it doesn't sound like I enjoyed a lot, but the traversal and the the uh the combat. But um I mean I like the art style and I like some of the mechanic ideas. I gotta say, um I I don't think I really liked almost any of this game honestly um i did not like the art style very much it looked a little too plain to me it was kind of boring didn't have a lot of distinct personality like if you showed me a screenshot from this game i don't think that i would be able to identify like what it was like as opposed to something like metroid or something like hollow knight or castlevania you're like oh yeah i know those games like they very have their own like visual personality this one did not really stand out to me in any way um Mm. being so dark definitely didn't help did not like the combat where you, as far as I know, you don't have a block. Like I, you just have to roll or jump, which like you said, leaves you open. And especially with enemies that like warp in and sometimes there's like poisonous fog and stuff. It's just like roll, hit, roll, hit, roll, hit, roll, hit, roll, hit. It just didn't feel like there was any real like sophistication or nuance to it. It almost felt mashy in a way, which I didn't care for. I know. And even when you roll, you might get hurt. That's what I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it would be like a little bit more skill based. Um, and I, I mean, I guess it sort of is in a way, but not in the way that I was expecting, like just kind of like dodging and dodging and dodging and dodging and hitting just didn't feel that great. Um, and, yeah. And overall, I just it just didn't click for me. I just I thought the the flaming thing was OK. After a while, you unlock some skills, you unlock the ability to heal yourself if your blade is on fire, but then it puts your blade out. So I get I can see, you know, you need to have your blade flaming because if you want to make progress, you have to set on fire, run into a dark section, hope you last with the flames until you get to the next torch light that torch and then that kind of renews your flame so it's an okay idea but like i don't know it just it just didn't feel interesting enough mechanically it didn't feel interesting enough visually it just felt kind of like it just just not sparking with me you know just didn't didn't catch Ooh, didn't catch unintended well, a little trying trying so i think i agree in the fact that like when i was said I, the things i liked about it was like maybe not even the mechanics is that's obviously that but is the um you know just uniqueness of it like flame sword you know yeah, uh, yeah. dark uh, weird kind of smoke and then monsters but also kind of like yeah i want to i want to call it like yes your grace just to kind of go back to that like that yeah. style like cartoony and very simple looking graphics mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or banner saga that's what it looks like it looks banner like saga, banner sure. saga. yeah yeah and so i'm like oh that's an interesting mix and the idea of putting your sword on fire is interesting but I did find myself getting frustrated that it kept going out in the wrong times. Yeah. Because you need it to, like, like operate a fucking elevator. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, to turn things on and stuff exactly. like that. I mean, to, what this felt like to me is, like, doing a thousand micro-sized timed missions over and over and over. And I don't like being on a timer ever. Yeah. So, like, timer. your flame constantly running out was just like, okay, it's, it's always a rush to the next thing. And I get it. But it just it just didn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Nocturnal, there you go. Let me talk for a minute about Sunshine Shuffle. Uh, this one is coming from Strange Scaffold. I think it's like a very small team of just like one or two people. Uh, and they work hard. They Every time I turn around, they've got a new game coming out. Like they never stop making games. And they've all been pretty different. I, I believe, if I'm not wrong, they made the one that was like dogs at the airport or whatever. You know that one. That one. And oh, it, that I've played. A space airport run by dogs. An or airport like for aliens currently run by dogs. I'm pretty sure that was. Their I really game. enjoyed that thing. Uh, the other game they did was like um, the one where you were like buying and selling body parts for aliens, and it was like space a, warlord organ trading yes, simulator. Yes, that one. Uh, they've had like one or two other games. Like every time I turn around, 
they got a new game coming out and i'm like cool i mean that's awesome i love that that mojo that energy that that drive that they clearly have so i mean that's pretty cool um sunshine shuffle is another one of their like completely different games i would never know it was from them if i didn't know it was from them this is a really strange one um so basically it looks like animal crossing but it feels like the dialogue from reservoir dogs if that makes any sense wait and on top of that i'm seeing the screenshots you're playing poker you're playing texas hold'em poker which uh so first things first i have never played texas hold'em poker before i didn't even know how to play and this game taught me how to play i feel like i know how to play now which is great so thank you you very much i learned a new game that was awesome so now i can play not good i'm not saying i'm good at it but i know how to play texas hold'em poker so that's cool but basically the game the, the idea of this is it's like a visual novel where Oh, I don't want to give away too much because the story is really what this game is all about. But basically, you're there. Everybody who's playing poker with you is on a boat. You're all on a boat. And there's a secret thing that happened. And you're there to find out what it was and get the details. So I I don't want to say any more than that because really, this is a short game. There's not much to it. And if I spoil the story, like, yeah, I've done them a disservice, right? But basically, you're there to find out the secret and to talk to everybody. And you're just sitting at a table and you're just like playing hands of poker. And as you're playing poker, you're you know you're betting and stuff and all that but like you're also like hey so what about xyz thing and they kind of tell you about it and you're like hey what about this and what about that and it kind of just rolls along it's a pretty interesting idea and i was pretty into it at first but it's really slow it's a really slow game and playing the poker is fine um you know i feel like i was doing pretty good i think after a while i was in the lead as far as winnings go but the story is just, it takes a really long time to unfold, which is weird because it's not that long of a game, but it feels long. Um, you're not getting a lot of details right off the bat, and there's a lot of like side chatter and stuff. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a game designer. I don't know how you can do the same thing and make it feel better, but it just felt really slow to me. Um, and I really wanted to hurry up and get to a good bit. And I think it might have helped if there were more choices. Like every once in a while, you'll get a choice, but it didn't feel like it meant anything. You know, like it was just they threw it in to let you push a button, but it didn't feel like it was like a giant pivotal moment or anything. So you're basically just like hearing these animals talk about whatever happened, which I'm not going to spoil. And then you're playing Texas Hold'em poker in a really nice little way, but that's it. Like it, I, that's it. And it's a short game, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't finish it because it was so slow. Like I was like, okay, like I get it. Can we speed this along? Yeah. Um, also I will say that there's lots of little rough parts to it where, for example, sometimes, when the cards are revealed, you're supposed to see what's on the table, um, but it doesn't show you. And I'm like, well, I got, <laughs> I got to see what's on the table if I want to play the poker. And sometimes it makes a big deal about cards turning over, boom, little cutscene, and sometimes nothing. And I couldn't tell what the difference was or why sometimes the scene played and sometimes it didn't. Um, so I think like little, little rough patches like that, or like the guys at the table, they'll tell the story, but in the, in between the story bits, they'll just have the same barks. Like I heard the guy say like, Oh, I bet that ruined your hand like 10,000 times. I'm like, oh my God, please. Could we, I I mean, don't even talk. Like, just don't talk or just say something else. Cause after a while it got kind of rough, uh, rough on my nerves. But I mean, it's, it's a, it's a really, really, really fucking cool idea. I love the idea of it, but I did get pretty bored of it pretty quick and it's not a long game and it feels a little bit rough even for how small it is. So apparently once you finish the game, you can just keep on playing poker, which is fine. But, you know, I mean, thanks for teaching me how to play. I appreciate it. But it it didn't stick with me and it didn't really grab me either. What's that game? Frog something calculator. 
Frog Fractions. Frog Fractions. It feels like that. Like this studio seems like that kind of, hey, we're going to tell this interesting indie film, really. Yeah. Because uh, that airport for dogs or whatever, that was just like, talk about slow burn. Super. You, you yeah. were just walking around looking at things, to weird pictures, like JPEGs of dogs. Yeah. Um, it's just like, I, I look at all their games, that they all look like indie films. They do, um, like super edgy, really super, experimental. Yeah. And telling yeah. a story and like that's, yeah. you know. That's why if it's slow, that just might be how they're doing it. Um, so, yeah, it just feels like yeah. that kind of vibe. It's like it reminds me of like, you know, like a, it, it's like if you like a Wes Anderson movie. Yes. You'll really like him. But if you don't like a Wes Anderson movie, like don't bother. Right. Like it's and I respect it. I respect Wes Anderson. I hate all his movies. I can't stand them. What? We are again am, no longer friends. I am not in the Wes Anderson We like camp. lose friendship. Like every, every show. Few episodes. Every show. Yeah. Every yeah. Show. So his, re- new, his new movie is supposedly his best one. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, cool. Anyways, I'm happy say. for people yeah. who like his movies. But it's like, it's that kind of thing where it's like, I respect Wes Anderson. I get what he's doing. And I love that he does it. And he's like, you know, drumming to his own his own beat, which is cool. But that is not for me. You yeah. Know? Like, and so, yeah, it's it's and it's fine that, it, that it's not for me. It's totally right. Fine. Like so. David Lynch, one of my favorite directors. People sure. really so we're don't okay. like we're, that. We're together on Lynch. I like Lynch. Yeah. OK. We're not we didn't lose friendship over that. No, no, we're back. Um, we're back. By the way, if, if you didn't like David Lynch, I don't know if I could do the podcast anymore. I mean, I that's will, just. Luckily, I do like him. So I, I guess we're safe. Ooh, we're safe. Phew. Whew. Wipes Bullet, brow. Bullet dodged. That seriously was a tr- trouble. But no, like a lot of people are like, they can't see his films or his shows. You know, it just didn't, it doesn't make sense to them or they get right. upset, you know. Right. So <laughs> um, they're dark, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so anywho, this anyway, is one of those. Yeah. It was, Sunshine Shuffle is like the Wes Anderson of indie video games. And I think it's awesome that they're doing what they're doing. Like, I, I'm always so curious to see what strange scaffold is coming up with. And they always surprise me every single time. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I've ever loved a game, but man, I love their studio. I love their energy. I love their, I love their drive. So check them out. On check Steam. them out. Absolutely. Check them out for sure. For sure. All right. Last game of the show. This is going pretty quickly. Actually, Carlos, uh, let's see Diablo four. You're bringing it back. And actually I did jump into Diablo four so I can talk a little bit about it, but Ooh. why are you bringing it back? Uh, just to kind of give you an update. I mean, you give us a Sekiro update. Oh, yeah. Let's get a Diablo update, man. Do um, it. And also, before we do that, there's uh, something that just got tweeted this uh, today. 200, wait, sorry. With over 276 million hours spent in Diablo 4 already, it's Dude, been that, one hell of a you can't put that many hours into it. Come on. Stop no, bragging. No, no, no. That Stop happened bragging. across all people who played it so far. <laughs> Are you saying I'm saying that? Yes, I'm joking. You goose. I don't get you. the jokes. I don't understand what comedy. Like you, is. like you were saying, you put 274 million hours right. into it yourself because you love it that much. No, I get it now. And uh, yeah, but I had to explain it, which kind of killed the comedy. Yeah, or yeah. was it comedy to begin with? Oh That's the question. snap! Shots fired for no reason. Someone Sorry. is sassy tonight. It's Yikes. the back pain. It's the back pain. <laughs> Everything's right. the back pain. I didn't yes, use sir. it enough. All right, Diablo. No, 4. so they Diablo Four, Diablo, like on Twitter, just tweeted that out and said, you know, that's how many that's how many hours have been played so far. Um, I don't know how to gauge that. It just seems like a fuck ton. I mean, six of those are mine, so I claim those six. Six million? No, just six. Oh, six. Okay, yeah, I was going to ask you how long you played it. Six hours. Um, okay, six hours. That's a healthy amount to understand what the game is or what this version of the game is because oh, sure. you know Diablo. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I bring it back just because. Uh, well, one, I want to tell everybody who plays it, and I don't think I'd said this on the last episode, but mapgenie.io uh, slash Diablo dash four, doesn't roll off the tongue, but that's it. Go there. They have the best interactive map. Uh, all you have to do is like register. Uh, if you want, you can give them money for extra features. You don't have to. I don't. 
but uh, I think registering is it makes a lot of sense because essentially they have this beautiful interactive map that if you're as much of a nerd about it as I am, it like literally highlights anything you want, right? So there's these statues of Lilith, which give you uh, stat points. Mm-hmm. They're all over the whole map. You don't need anything to do to get them. You just have to go find them. Just find them, yeah. Yeah, like it reminded me of, this game kind of reminded me of at times, Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I did in Elden Ring, remember? Just looking around. I, I for just all the found bits. XP. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so you can literally do that. I could just talking about it gets me kind of excited. So you got it like on your phone next to you while you're playing or what? No, I actually have because I do everything on my PC. Okay. I just have it up on my you know PC on my desk and like look over at it or something. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and then I just mark stuff on my map in the game because you can do that really well too. Nice. But yeah, it's just like you can literally like make yourself stronger just by running around the, the place and then also see all the different biomes because you're not going to eat shit because there is for benefit and for negative uh, level scaling, right? Yeah. So wherever you go, you're not going to just die, but you also like, you know, can't linger because mobs might come after you. So I thought that was really cool. And just to check out Map Genie, Uh, in general, I am level 48 or 49. Okay. So that's pretty fucking good because level 50 is um, not a soft cap, but it's like, it's a big moment where you can turn turn on the Paragon points, Mm -hmm. which is past the regular stats. Um, I basically, you know, spec my barbarian. I'm playing a, a blood barbarian, I call him. Uh, and the internet, I think, calls him that too. Basically, I make everything bleed. And then I also, like, amplify all that bleeding with hamstring and all this kind of different stuff that, like, hamstring. buffs. Yeah, one's called hamstring. <laughs> so funny. it slows all the enemies and also makes them bleed. So I think I might have mentioned this, but I can literally attack a mob, let's say four or five uh, monsters or something or people, and then just run away from them. And they might just die on their own. Right, right, right. Um, And so then, in general, there's some really hard bosses and really hard moments. But I've died only, I don't know, four or five times on level 50. Okay. Like, I've just really kind of found my build uh, that makes me feel good and makes me feel safe and know when to kind of, like, run or, you know, dodge and stuff like that. And also, it's great that there's, like, an auto-dodge that has a light cooldown, but... You can always get yourself out of trouble. Um, and then I also, yeah, I just think that like I'm probably in the last four sections of the game. So there's like six, seven chapters. I forget how many chapters. But I'm in like the last maybe two hours, I think, before the end of the campaign. Um, this game's great. I mean, like it, it's, it's obviously I don't like the level scaling. I think a lot of people online are talking about how they just wish the level scaling stopped at 80, you know, or something. Like, oh, so then you could eventually get stronger. Yeah, you know? like or even fifty, like fifty when it enters the paragon points, like make me feel like a badass now. Yeah, but no, it does it until forever, right? So they say that they're like these huge spikes at some point, where like you feel weaker, and that's shitty. Um, so besides that, that's like the main caveat, which I don't like. Um, you know, I, in general, I think the art is beautiful, and I am just enjoying actually the story because the story does pick up. And you do really care about characters and you want to see what the ending's going to be like. Um, so, yeah, I just, I don't know, I bring it back because it's fucking great. I'm interested to hear what you have to say. You're um, not interested in that. Oh, it's only <laughs> negative. Not only negative. I mean, so I, I picked it up because you sold me on it last week. I mean, you were like, you were going hard. And I'm like, man, I, I, was, I was picking up what you were putting down. And so you convinced me. And you know... You know how often I pay full price for a game, dude. It's like what once a year, maybe once a year. So you you got me to do it. So wait, I, but now before I before I know your review or your talk about <laughs> it, did you liked one and two and three at all? I love number one. 
Right. I never played number two, but when I played the remake of number two, I thought it was trash. I love number three. So that yeah. was like a win. Never played it, and then the remake sucked, and then a win. So already good batting average, right? Good batting average so far. Well, not really, because I feel like this resembles two a bit more. Interesting. Well, tell me more about that. Because two has a dark look, which four has a dark look. I mean, this is a pretty dark fucking game. It's super dark, dude. It's super dark. It's super gray. It's like, uh, you know, a Dark Souls kind of vibe in the fact that, you know, there's really a lot of dread in that sense. Mm -hmm, Not in mm -hmm. the gameplay at all. Um, and three was like a colorful, fun land, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And so that's why it mimics two. But also in the fact that, you know, they're both at level scaling, even though level scaling was in three, I didn't feel it as much. Same. It feels more like two, where like it's oppressive, you know? It's like hard to get strong. Yeah. Which I think I felt like that in two as well. So that's why I feel like maybe you didn't, might not like it. Interesting. Well, so I so I, I jumped in because um, you got me all hyped up for it, and I was like, okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna play this, and you know, like literally everybody on Earth was playing it and talking about it. You know, the zeitgeist. Yeah. It's hard to resist the hype and stuff. So I start playing, and like I just like, I, I so okay. Number one, the opening cinematic is pretty incredible. I mean, that was like, whoa, holy shit, this is scary, like really frightening and gross. Like it really felt like a horror movie. Like it felt yes. like I was watching hellraiser part seven or something i'm like shit dude what like i was like this is nuts this is not what i expected at all so the opening cutscene is brutal and pretty cool and if you like horror stuff and everything so that was Wait, good you're not gonna oh okay that's not a con can no, i no, add that a was good that was that, good though? no i liked it yeah it was good. can i add a con to it yeah yeah go ahead. that's the only time you get those graphics <laughs> i play the game to almost the end of it i think the ending's gonna have another cutscene like that i mean that. it better it better but isn't that kind of shitty because like all the cutscenes I've had up until now, up after that one have been good graphics, but that thing is like they spent you know a long fucking time yeah, making a mini yeah. movie. You know, it was that's what it was. It was a mini movie, is what it was. But why yeah. not put more of those in your game? That was that for me. That's a con. I I mean I haven't played as much as you, but I would agree because that was a really strong way to open the game. I was it like, really wow, is. yeah, my you blew my head off with that. That was crazy. That was an insane way to open. Um, so I, I chose a necromancer. Uh, just, you know, I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know which way I'm going to go pick Necromancer. And I, you know, I played for a while and I'm like, it just wasn't clicking with me. Like I just didn't have a lot of fun with it. So I'm like, maybe I got the wrong class. I need to go back. And I was like, Druid, maybe, mm, I don't know. And I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna do the barbarian because Carlos is doing barbarian. He's got that covered. I should do something else in case we talk about it on the show. And I'm like, okay, I'll try like a uh, sorcerer maybe. So I had the magic user sorcerer, whatever it's called. And I'm like, okay, this is okay. It's okay. But like none of the classes are really like making me feel very excited to play like i just i don't know what it is none of them are clicking I man i haven't tried all of them yet i haven't tried maybe you just needed a barbarian maybe i need a barbarian maybe i need the archer maybe i need the druid i don't know i've only tried those two classes so far um so i, I yeah, that's right i'm like okay it feels okay but i think the thing for me number one is it's dark the graphics are just too dark and I don't, I don't need them to be like neon colored and i know that number three was pretty bright in some ways but this just feels like everywhere I go is just gray and dark, and it's just really dull to look at. I don't, I don't like that. Can I, can I put an asterisk on yeah, that? Yeah, because at forty level forty nine, almost the end of the game. That's just that section. Okay. Um, okay. That map is massive, and literally there's biomes. Like one's okay. an island, like an right. islandy, like with good. with beach and stuff like that, and one's like a sandstorm, like Dune. So like 
they it, this game feels like Elden Ring when you really go through the whole landscape okay. of it. Okay. So yeah, that changes. So that's good. That's good. I'm looking forward to like a little bit more color. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I hit that thing. Like I'm very particular about this where I feel like none of the gear matters to me because I'm picking up new gear every five seconds. I'm cycling through it. And all I'm doing is whatever has the green digits. I'm just putting that on because that's all that really matters. And maybe it, maybe it matters more when you get deeper in the game or maybe when you're specializing or something. But like at this point, I'm just like, I don't feel excited about picking up any gear. I don't feel cool. I don't really look even that different. I'm, I'm sure there must be some different cosmetics later on, but at this point, I'm just like, all the hand wraps look the same. All the boots look the same. Um, I'm just not super excited about my character and I need to feel excited about him. I need to feel like, like I'm doing cool shit, you know? Like, and I just yeah. don't feel like I'm doing anything that's really cool right now. Well, for one thing, you do get tons of different, like, um, gear i never do that there's a thing where you can actually change what you look like I yeah would, i saw that yeah. i would never do that like i like the idea of getting these weird pieces of armor and stuff and like my current helmet has like it looks like a skull with like blue glowing eyes mm -hmm. um there's different shit out there so uh yeah th that's the answer to that i think that the biggest problem besides the level scaling the second biggest problem is what you said is true it might just be true of all diablo games um, cause I can't remember another one where I felt the same thing, but like besides a legendary, when you get those, you go like, oh, that's quite different when it comes mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. it's major stats or it's major bonuses or the, just the way it looks, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But besides those, there's a lot of sameness yeah. and all I do right now in a, and it's almost like an addiction. It's almost like, it feels like, uh, any of these kind of games you get addicted to are like a wow or something. I just do like a procedure, you know, like I, like you said, I look for the green numbers, but then I go to the, um, what's it called? Oh my goodness. The, uh, person who, um, what the armor guy, the, yeah, blacksmith, armor or whatever? Guy, the yeah. blacksmith guy. And I go and, um, you know, I do this every time, you know, like I just salvage everything, uh, salvage all the things that I'm not using. There's, you can extract things out of them. Yeah. 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 And then you just upgrade everything to three or four stars if you can. So your current build is always as strong as it can be. That's yeah. just a process. Yeah. But to your point, it's not a fun thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like what I have to do to survive. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't say this last episode, but I, I told him a friend of this. I go, Diablo 4 is like, it's not like getting better or stronger. It's how you die less. Yeah. Okay. That's, and, and that's annoying because like that's not getting stronger. That's like I don't want to die. Yeah. I just yeah I totally agree with it yeah it makes perfect sense dude and like when I play these games like I want to pick up a piece of gear where I'm like oh snap like it totally feels different that I'm doing this I don't want to just like a plus one percentage damage increase it's like this negligible stuff it's like no matter what I'm wearing it feels like I'm playing the same character and like the only difference is coming your skills like I want the gear to matter as well and maybe it does later like it I said does, I'm only six though. hours in it yeah, maybe yeah, does yeah. but at this point six hours in it does not feel like it matters which is kind of a bummer because it does. I don't care what helmet I'm wearing. I don't care what greaves I'm wearing. I don't care because it doesn't matter. I'm just like doing the same fireball spell and the same electricity spell. And it's like, okay, this is kind of a, it just, it just feels like you get on the grind really quickly. And I don't feel the spikes of coolness. Like I want like something notable to happen or something exciting or weird to happen. Um, kind of speaking of which the, the encounter design I feel like is like really bad. And I don't hear anybody talking about it. Like, you just walk into like any random castle and it's just like you just get mobbed by the same stuff over and over. Like I'm in this castle, one of the side missions, I forget what it was. It was like his castle I had to go in and get some kind of map or something. And like, it was just like random monsters running at me in the hallways in the castle. I'm like, why aren't there more interesting encounters happening? Why are there not like more variation, right? I just, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense that these monsters would be in this castle in this way. 
Um, I, you know, like if you're out in the field in the plains or something, okay, that, that could be that kind of encounter when you're in this castle, it should be like a slightly different, maybe more ambushy or maybe like, you know, just, it just, it just feels like no matter where I'm at, I'm doing the same kind of thing. Like I'm yeah. not really changing my tactics very much, whether I'm outside, inside in a cave in a castle, it just feels like I'm doing the same process over and over. Like I'm on the, like I'm on the hamster wheel, you know? And if you like the hamster wheel, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if you like the hamster wheel, then it's got you covered. But I'm not getting the spikes of like, oh, nice, or like, oh, that was yeah, so cool, yeah, yeah. or, you know what I'm saying? Two answers to that. One, it's, again, like Diablo 2, it's just mobs, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it feels like. It's an old school game. It's like, yeah. it, it looks new and like it's got a fresh color of paint, you know, or coat of paint, yeah. but it, it is Diablo 2. Like, I yeah. think this is like, oh, throw a bunch of mobs, more mobs, you know, elite, elite. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like a wow, it's like a, you know, it's MMO, it's obviously games as a service, there's multiplayer that's kind of in and out you know you go in these world events oh i've it, done some of those events yeah. yeah yeah those events just feel especially with other people feel like wow right yeah. it's like oh yeah you're, we're playing wow now for a while so i think that's it, it's leaning on that the, the old schoolism of it probably too much and the fact that it doesn't feel new so i agree with you there but i will say this the story if you do there's so much side missions and there are i think some pretty moving stories okay. in some of the side okay. missions like I watched people die. I've tried to save people. Some people lost their limbs. Like you have choices and stuff. No, but you kind of just like experience it. You know. Okay. Okay. And and they don't like. It's not just about only killing mobs. That's a lot of it. But like sometimes you'll pick up something and have to mix some medicine together or whatever. You know. They kind of really run the gamut with like stories. Um, and then also the main campaign, if you can try to focus on it. Like I've been, you know, through portals, talked to talking wolves. I've had these like story beats that aren't just slaying millions of things. Right, right, um, right. So those are are littered within it, and that's definitely part of it. Like, I just went and saw this mystical tree. These aren't huge spoilers. And it's like the whole mission was about following, like, this really large monster, like almost like a Shadow of Colossus kind of moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, this, and the whole thing, I was, like, fighting monsters here and there, but it was really more about them talking with each other, like the characters. It felt very much like... Um, What's it called? Divinity, not Divinity Original Sin. It felt like, um, uh, not Baldur's Gate either. Good Lord. Dragon, uh, Dragon. Dragon Age? Dragon Age. It felt like Dragon Age, where like I knew these characters enough. I've been playing, you know, tons of hours. I don't know how many hours. I'm level 49 I'm at the end of the game. And I, I feel for them, and I hope one doesn't die. You know what I mean? And we're on this mission, like tracking this huge monster that looks like Shadow of the Colossus. So see what I'm saying? Like those things are in this game too, but it's littered with mobs, mobs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that what, that sounds awesome that you're describing. I want to get to some of that stuff, but, but right. I mean, again, I'm only six hours in. I'm not saying that I've seen the whole game front to back or anything, but like so far I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of struggling to find like cool moments to kind of keep me going. I feel like I'm just doing the mobs and I'm kind of just like grinding the gear and I'm like, you know, I yeah. need a little bit more, more juice up front. You know what I'm saying? But that is this game though. Like that's, it's like, it's like the curse double-edged sword. It's like a vampire survivors game, I think. Yeah. yeah you know, that makes sense. it really feels like when it's, when that's what you want, then that's what it is. Right. 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 But then every once in a while it's like, Oh yeah, but look at this cool story beat. Like, you know, and you're like, Oh neat. I'm now in the story part of it. But what I'm doing is I'm just mainlining. So, right. So, cause it doesn't matter what your level is. Um, and if anything, guess what I heard? Cause it's bad balancing. You should beat the game before you get too high level. Oh, because the whole difficulty scales out of yeah. whack right now. I fought like an archer and it took like 15 hits or something, you know, like, 
um, that's an exaggeration, but it, it, like he had a lot of health points, right? An right. archer, you know, because he was in the campaign where I'm at, and I'm like just some random guy. dude, not even yeah. a boss or anything, yeah. So if you just like mainline the game, is my point. That's another way to play this game because you could just not do any of the mobs. Yeah, you really yeah. could. You, you could do it in the campaign parts. And just of it, push so. straight forward through. I would suggest that for you because I think there's really good set pieces, uh, and the one I just had was fucking epic, you know. But I think people are going to get lost in just like grinding forever. Cause yeah, you're right. yeah. Because yeah. I, you know, because my my mo is generally to do side quests is you know level up and do the extra bits and meet the people and get any little extra goodies and that's you know that's that's how you play most RPGs. I think most people play that way, so I think it makes sense to do that. But yeah, I'm just not. I haven't hit the juicy stuff yet, so maybe I should just mainline it for a while. Just mainline it for a while. I would tell that everybody listening to do that too, because it doesn't matter what level you are, it's going to scale to you. This is more about going through the experience of it, you know? Right, uh, right. So mainline that campaign and then talk about it maybe next week. All right. There you go. That's good advice. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about Diablo 4. Are you? No, I'm just going to play the shit out of it and hopefully beat it by the next time we talk uh, on the podcast. All right. There we go, folks. That is a show. That's what we got. Um, couple things. Uh, one couple little last things before we go. These are non-game things. Uh, Carlos, anything before we go? Yeah, three things. Uh, one bodies, bodies, bodies is actually a pretty damn good, uh, scream type movie. What are we talking about? So I was uh, gonna actually see it in the theater a long time ago, uh, when it came out, but I didn't, I don't see many movies in the theater. Uh, so it's on, I think VOD now. I don't want to say that in case I got it some other way. Uh, um, uh, I don't even know what it's about. So it's bodies, about. bodies, bodies. It's a horror movie, uh, like scream and, uh, Pete Davidson's in it. And that's uh, for some reason people always... Uh, go to that because he's super famous. Um, SNL alumni, a bunch yeah, of other people yeah, yeah. who uh, I don't have never seen them anything before, but like a lot of people say this and I agree with them. It's perfectly cast. Okay. Like there's a, a, a girl who's in a relationship with another girl and she's kind of like, um, you know, not like doesn't feel like she fits in automatically when she they go to this house party and you're already like kind of on her side. Think uh, the menu. You know, when sure. you're kind of like following oh, yeah. that woman. Yep. yep, yep. So it feels like that, uh, but a horror movie and like a whodunit, like people start dying. It feels like Scream. Um, and it's just done. I don't know. It's 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 probably going to resonate more with young people because it, it definitely got a young person vibe uh, with the music and everything and the way that they're Are there memes? Acting. Do they talk about memes? No, comments? not really. They're, but they're just, they, here's the thing. I think it's a good movie. I think they're just living in that world as gotcha. young people, right? Gotcha. So I don't think it's like they're trying. It's just like they're all being the people they are. Um, and I like the ending too. I, I just think it was really good. Okay. I okay. was very cool. surprised. Um, and also Arnold is very good too and a surprise. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary series about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and it's a very like moving and kind of inspiring story so far. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, grew up in little kid in Austria and, um, you know, didn't really seem like he had a way out and he picked bodybuilding because it was just some magazines he saw and it just seemed like, you know, oh, I can make my body do something different. Uh, and, you know, instead of just being a, stuck in a dead end area, you know, and just being in the war because you, in Austria, you were kind of in the war all the time. And um, so, yeah, just it's his story is really fascinating. And if you think you know, just because, like, you know, his movies and stuff like that, I think it's really good. I think it's done really well. All right. Is it a is it a single movie or is it like episodes? No, it's episodes on Netflix. I think four. Okay. All right. Um, I watched episode two tonight. And then lastly, I just wanted to say, and I hope you know, I'm sorry to say this because oh, I've, snap. I've liked things before. 
But man, oh man, on the eve of the new Black Mirror episodes, mm-hmm. they're coming out probably at the time of this recording very mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been like, I've liked some. I don't know. Have you liked some in the past? Black Mirror? Uh, I have only watched two episodes because I got super depressed after watching them and I was in a really bad place at the time and I could not watch them. There you go. You just nailed, hit the nail on the head, buddy. Okay. There and we're, go. we're friends again, <laughs> even after that other Wes Anderson comment, which I will not mention again. Um, here's why we're friends again. Uh, fuck that show. Um, I like went away from the mic when I said it because it was so yeah, vit- vitriol. Was, yeah. Because here's, I'm going to say fuck that show for one reason. But in general, I'm with you where I'd be like, oh, it's like Twilight Zone. But yeah. why do I feel shitty at the end of every episode? I feel terrible after watching it. Yes. Terrible. I think there's one where I don't, you know, but that's not a good track record. Here's the thing. I went back and I was like, okay, the new ones are coming out soon. I'll watch another old one and give it another chance. I watched Playtest, which is about a guy who goes and tests out like new VR, AR kind of, you know, process at a game dev. Uh-huh. And it could have been fucking brilliant where like i'm gonna minor minor spoiler it minory spoiler it minor spoilers minor spoilery for playtest um you know he goes to this place and gets an injection in the back of his neck which is always scary so he went to elon musk he went to elon musk's house and then you know which by the way i don't i see this as the future really they're going to be doing some injecting and stuff anywho he starts seeing like VR stuff and they put him in a horror, uh, like a house that like a horror mansion type of thing. And all the stuff that he sees will be from his own brain. Like okay. things he's afraid of, you know? Why in the world would you want that? That sounds terrible. It's a play test. It was going to give him a bunch of money and he was going to be done yeah, with it. That right? sounds like my worst nightmare. I yeah. know. Like spiders show up and he can't, you know, they're not really there, but he can see them. Anyways, at some point I won't, I guess, fully spoil it. But basically it keeps doing that thing where like, oh, that's the end of it. No, no, it's not. Oh, that's the end of it. You know, that kind of yeah, bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the the spoiler, you know, it, it could have been this thing about retribution and him, like, because he had his, um, his mom he hasn't seen for a while. So they tug at your heartstrings and stuff like that. But they do what, like, Tales of the Crypt did and Black Mirror does, where they're like, no, he's just going to fucking die. No, no, none of it's going to be good. Like, he could have learned all these lessons. Yeah. It could have been about video games <clears throat> because it was, like, about playtesting. It could have been like Resident Evil because they put it in a house like Resident Evil, but it's just about a guy dying. It's just about a guy fucking losing, not getting to talk to his mom, and he's fucking dead and probably in a coma somewhere. And that's the ending. Good night. So it's a real uplifting, feel-good moment then. But the point is they're spending so much money and so much talent and actors and writers on fucked-up bullshit that's making this world worse, okay? Yeah. I think that that series is making the world worse because you're showing such potential and you're taking people on a trip, you know, uh, in their mind. And then you're dropping them off a cliff and being like, fuck you. Now everything's over. So fuck that show forever. I'm never going to watch those new episodes. <laughs> yeah, I have never. I To be honest with you, I haven't come back to it after that second episode because I looked at the wife and she looked at me and I'm like, I feel terrible. I feel like all the light has gone out in the world. Yeah. I feel like there's no hope. It filled me with like desperation and dread. Dread. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I, I do not need that in my TV shows right now. So I've never come back to it. No. Nope. I have no plans to watch it. I know a lot of people I mean, I think I probably I think I probably respect some of what it's trying, but it is not for me and not in this headspace right now. Maybe I don't you know, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't recommend it to almost anybody because yeah. yeah. I gotta be living a different kind of life to where I can absorb that much darkness and still feel okay. And that is that is not me right now. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. All right, anyways, I'll stop there.
Well, speaking of which, I'm going to play off of your tangent. It was kind of fortuitous that you mentioned that because I just finished watching Barry. Oh. Oh, dude. So, okay, okay, real talk, man. Season one, genius. Season two, equal genius. I'm like, dude, Bill Hader, he's the shit, man. Season three, which is the final season. No. Yeah. Season three, final season, or is it four? Three, four. I can't remember now. Whatever. Whatever it is, all the seasons before the final season, chef's kiss, kick ass so good cannot wait for the end final season bro you you lost the plot on this one i was very disappointed in the season in general but also like especially like the couple episodes right at the end i was like dude what like this just off it was off off target for me man um i'll say this was the most experimental season and and Bill Hader was, I think, directing all of them, which is cool. Yeah. But like it kind of took a left turn where it started being like really experimental and kind of like uh, suggestions and kind of impressions. And like I had to actually look up some of the episodes because me and both the wife were like really confused about certain elements. And it's like when we read Bill Hader talking about what he did in those episodes, I'm like, oh, OK, I see what you're going for. But you forget that not only did you star in, act in, and direct the series, but you probably did a lot of the writing and you've probably been in the writer's room for like nine months. So you knew all this stuff like you were breathing it, right? But like for me, who hasn't watched Barry since the last season ended, I forgot like a lot of this stuff. And so when you bring it back and it's supposed to be, well, the shadow represents this thing and this drop of blood represents this thing. And I'm like, bro, I don't remember that. I don't know what you're even suggesting. And so when I went back to read some of that stuff, it's like, Okay, I get I get what you're going for, but like I guess I'm just dumb American viewer because I couldn't put those pieces together without looking at like an FAQ, right? So that part was kind of disappointing. I also feel like the last season of Barry really took a strange turn in that like I get it's a dark series, right? It's been dark from day one, right? So that's not in question. It's been dark, pretty nihilistic in some ways, but it's also been really, really funny. Like I feel like black humor, dark comedy, but I feel like in this last season, for whatever reason, Bill Hader really leaned into now the consequences. Now people are going to get what's coming to him. And I'm like, bro, why? Like, I don't. Yeah, I, that was not what I've been craving from this series at all. Um, I like the black humor. I like the laughs. I like the crazy stuff that happened. And um, it just got like really like everybody's got to pay the price now. And I'm like, why? This is a TV show. I don't need that. Um I don't know. How did you feel about how it ended? I got another thing to say, but how did you feel about how it ended? It's funny because I was just thinking of a, a game that recently ended that, that felt similar where I was like, that's what you're going to do with the ending? Um, so I have two minds of it. One, uh, there was a couple really funny moments. Remember that missile launcher moment? Oh, yeah. there like was. The I mean, yeah, there was a couple good laughs. The missile yeah. launcher was, was classic. I mean, was anything with Hank is fucking gold. Just, I love Hank so much. But yeah. like, um, But yeah, but overall way less comedy than just like yeah dire shit happening and i think that yeah i think some of the, the directing stuff was brilliant like not that it was funny but it was just brilliant like that uh when she saw that that person behind her and the oh house that was no to... that was one of the worst scenes in the oh, whole you didn't series. like it i liked did it, not like it did not like it did not like it but it's almost like that like david lynch thing i was like i liked some of the weird shit he was doing but to the overall point yeah i mean I just think it didn't it just missed the mark i feel like it happens in writers rooms sometimes yeah um where you just can't find that ending and you kind of just what they always said is he painted himself into a corner in a way. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's only going to get bad, but I, I disagree in the, the corner thing. I thought he could have just like, in my mind, he was just going to always escape and just go back and like kill people and be f- funny while he kills people. 
Yeah. So that's what I thought the ending was going to be. But instead, which would have been fine. It yeah, would have been fine. It would have fit like season one and two, actually. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the fact that he doesn't and it goes bad and he has, they do the flash forward, it felt like moments of Twin Peaks, actually, to go back to the uh, Dave Lynch season three, which I loved, but it had moments of like frustration with me because the, I don't know if you watched Twin Peaks season. Oh, three. yeah. Watch the whole thing. Yeah. Dougie, you know? Yeah. So yeah. like Dougie gave me so much frustration and anger including I know why he did it and I, you know, whatever. I love him in general. But that felt like that where it was like, oh, we didn't need to go there. Like, they didn't have to have a son, you know? Yeah. So I didn't like the son mechanic. I didn't like the flash forward mechanic. I didn't like them being in this other world. It just almost lost steam just by doing that. I agree, Um, dude. And like, like, I like Lynch. You and me both like Lynch. But like, it hasn't been Lynch this entire time. And then all of a sudden it is Lynch and it right. feels out of place because you're breaking, you're breaking stride with what you've established. Right. Yeah. It's and just out of, of the that, blue. Yeah. Dougie had a purpose. Like, you know, I mean, you have to be a Lynch head to understand it all, but sure. Um, you know, it, it, it had an awesome payoff at the end. Yeah. Which remember yeah. the ending is fucking beautiful. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. I it's am crazy. the FBI. Come on. Holy fuck. Like major <laughs> moment. Like gives me elation. Yeah, for sure. Um, so like, yeah, I think, um, this didn't have that. It just ended with a whimper. Yeah. Uh, it was really strange. Spoiler, obviously like the saddest whimper. So, yeah. And, and one other thing, I mean, so as we were, as we were FAQing some of these episodes, cause I was like, what is even going on? Um, which we've never had to do before. I, I read an interview with Bill Hader and, and some of the other writers. And I got to say, like, I feel like something really, like you were mentioning the writer's room. I feel like something really took a hard left turn in the writer's room and they never recovered from it because when I was reading his description of what happens, I mean, basically in a nutshell, like Hayter kind of came across by saying all of these people's lives took a turn for the worse when they met Barry. And like, ultimately he was kind of blaming Barry for everything, which I was like, are we even watching the same show? And I get that you wrote the show and created the show, but I don't think you even understand what you did because yeah, Barry was a bad guy and that he killed people and he made bad choices, but ultimately he was trying to be a good guy and he tried to get out of it so many times and he kept getting dragged back in. And that was kind of some of the humor of the show, right? It was like every time he tried to get out, something worse happened. But like all those other people were taking advantage of him. Cousineau was taking advantage of him. Sally was taking advantage of him. Uh, whatever that guy who eventually became the Raven, I forget what Fuchs mm-hmm. was taking advantage of him. Hank was taking like So it's like there was blame to go around in everyone. But like when I read what Hater was saying and how he looked at the show, he ultimately felt like Barry was like the negative influence on everyone in that show. And I'm like, that's absolutely not what you put on screen. That is not what you filmed. Maybe in your head, that's what it was. But I think that you don't even understand what you did. And maybe maybe in your head it was one thing, but to to me, the audience, it came across in a very different way. And so when yeah. he came to this like retribution season, it didn't make any sense um, emotionally. Uh, it didn't pay off well for me. And I think that there's just like this giant disconnect with what he meant to do or maybe what he had in his head and what he actually put on screen in the first couple of seasons. Yeah. I think those are, there's big disconnect there, so... Oh well, I still like the fact that it, ex- it exists, you know. Oh yeah, See, the first every, everything except for the final season, genius level shit, dude. I loved it. So, all um, right, oh, quick well, you, wrap you have up. Some stuff, yeah, kind of just real quick. I uh, finished Silverhawks. I know we talked about it last episode. Nineteen eighty six cartoon from Rankin Bass about space cops, um, cyborgs in a faraway galaxy. I ended up really really liking it i have mixed feelings but i really liked it in general and i'll tell you why so i think the writing was above average for 80s cartoons a lot of it was just throwaway trash but there's a lot of moments um that were really funny and really clever not every episode because they had a mixed writer's room as well like you know everybody wrote like six episodes and some were better than others i like some writer style better than others normal normal stuff but 
they had a really good cast. They established a sense of place really well. I felt that by the end of the episodes, I knew the locations. I knew how people would react. I, I was looking forward to seeing some of my favorite characters come back because we had spent enough time with them. 80s cartoon, so it's not like, you know, Dostoevsky or anything, but like it, 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 it held together really well. So I feel like from that perspective, I liked it. Character design is really awesome. I love all the bad guys. They had a really good crew of bad guys. I thought they were fun. Um, my only con, and I don't know if I mentioned this before, was there was like this random streaks of racism that came up and it was like really jarring when I watched it. I mean, I didn't remember. Did I talk about this already? No. I didn't remember this when I was a kid because to be fair, I was a kid. And at that time, I was not aware of racism. I have to plead guilty of being innocent at that time, I guess. Um, but as I'm watching it now, so like the original Silverhawks, it's it's like it's a white guy, a white guy, a white woman and an alien. So they couldn't even put a person of color in on the original team. It was like a, an alien guy. He was like a mime. An alien mime. That's even worse, right? So later on, they bring in um, an extra character. Uh, and I read that, that, you know, they had gotten some complaints. It was too white of a show. So they wanted to diversify a little bit. So they brought in a black Silverhawk and his name was Hotwing. So the, the name is a little bit problematic mm -hmm. from the get-go. A little bit problematic. But he was cool. He had like flames on his armor. Uh, that was pretty neat. But he didn't have flame powers. That would make sense because his name was Hotwing. He had magic powers. And I'm like, well, that is weird. I don't know why you would do that. Um, but he was kind of powerful in what he could do but they didn't have him on very often the first three or four appearances on the show he was like basically on the show all his own like he wasn't really interacting with the team at all it didn't even feel like they were even in the same universe sometimes I'm like what is going on how is he's like the fifth silverhawk and he's never interacting with the rest of the team what the fuck is happening and then the very next time we see him he gets mind controlled so he's the bad guy and i'm like okay oh, this geez. is yeah. this is bullshit this is fucked up like this is so weird and it wasn't every episode right i mean i feel like there was maybe like one really racist dude on the writing team and every time he got a hot wing episode he like he tanked it but then there was a couple where like hot wing was cool and he was like the hero and then later on he became part of the team and like it, it became more natural but it really felt weird and forced and kind of gross and it, it sucks because i it just kind of ruined what was otherwise like a really, really cool cartoon. And I wish yeah. I could find out why that happened. Why didn't they stop that? What, like, I want to know the story behind it. Um, because I feel like that was a really hard thing to swallow, um, in, in a series, which otherwise gets so much stuff, right? So that was, you know, mixed feelings on that. It's an artifact from history. It is what it is. Um, I don't think some of that stuff would fly these days. I'm not excusing it in any way. Um, so that was kind of a weird process yeah. to go through. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, yeah. Otherwise, just a quick shout out for Gargoyles. I've never seen it before. Have you ever seen Gargoyles before? I don't know. It's on the Disney Channel now, but it was a series, cartoon series that was in 19 mid 90s about gargoyles from medieval times who uh, somehow find themselves in modern day. Uh, it had Keith David as was the lead. There, Jonathan Frakes was on the show. Uh, um, a bunch of uh, other like really famous voice actors and I just started I've heard about it a million times because it's really popular in nerd circles and I never had the opportunity before but I'm starting it now and I gotta say the first episode pretty good uh, I've heard the story is really well done like it, it carries a narrative thread through all the way it's not just episodic bullshit so we'll see um, off to a good start though so Gargoyles it's on Disney Plus check it out alright folks that's it that's a show as always we want to get your questions and comments hit us up so video games podcast at gmail.com we're on twitter at so video games we're on instagram at so video games podcast i feel like i should stop mentioning those because i'm not updating often enough and i apologize yeah let's just not mention it then i'm just just i guess forget about those but i you know i do check them once in a while i just don't update very often so yeah 
takes a lot of time, a lot of energy. Anyway, a better way is to reach us individually. Uh, so, Carlos, where can we direct your traffic this week? Carlos Rodella on TikTok. All right, as for me, uh, still on all the social media channels, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Blue Sky, et cetera, et cetera. It's my name, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And this is going to do it for episode 340. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Soviet Games Podcast, and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. My ride's here. The motorcycle just drove by. I got to get on it. See ya.